had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Yeah, I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right, all right. Welcome, everybody. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. It is Tuesday, January 24th. We are live at the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios, the satellite studio here in lovely Jeffersonville, Indiana. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the L College of Business can do for you. We're on the air today from 3 to 6 on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming everywhere you know in the world you know what better? It's the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey uh, in Jeffersonville today. <clears throat> As my headphone goes out, can you still hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, I can't hear myself. Did you hear me? Uh, the one day that I la- leave my headphones in the old studio, like I-, I legit think about it every day. I'm like, yeah, I can probably just leave these. I'm not going to need them for anything. Yesterday, I don't plan to. I do it accidentally, and of course, I don't have them over here because we are unexpectedly in Jeffersonville. They're having some internet issues back at the home base there off Taylorsville Road. That's fine. We're happy to be here. We're smelling great. We're dimly lidded. We're feeling great. It's good for you, though, because you found out you have to do high school games. So this is like killing two birds with one stone for you. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have, I mean, I could have made it okay on time, but uh, yeah, I, get, I found out as I was... Leaving the house that I uh, got to do the same X game tonight, which is no problem. I have no 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 problem with that at all. But who do the extras have? They just roasted uh, mail. I saw the other day. Good question. I don't know. I just they're yeah, playing well. Can't remember who they play tonight, but probably a big game because we only we only can like six or seven of them. So we got the best games on the schedule usually. So well, we'll, we'll have that. We'll have Mr. John Spears on the call with with uh, Tony Branch tonight. Do they not let Scoots do big games like this? Well. John's the voice of Saint X. <laughs> I'm just joking. Scoots, Scoots is Scoots the voice a game of, with him. Scoots is the voice of Southern Indiana. For some reason, I was thinking Scoots did a game with Spears recently, and so uh, he did the show with Spears. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I knew he was doing something with. Uh, it's Eastern Saint X tonight. Oh, uh, Eagles are are good this year. Uh, I know that they uh, will. Never been a fan of Eastern. You don't like any team in the seventh region besides Wagner. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I don't dislike East. Eastern's kind of like the. Like the Giants, like I, I don't like them as a rival, but they're not like in Ballard Trinity level. Well, you should because they hate Ballard. It's Ballard they do. rival, so that you'd think you'd be an Eastern fan, but apparently not. No, no, no. Are you an Eastern fan? Not really. Okay, we're well, not say next fan either. I'm not. Who are you gonna root for tonight? Go Eagles. Uh oh. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, do what I got to do. Sex is playing too well right now. They're hot. They're one of the hottest. The region's wide open. 
if a little high school basketball. Does that mean Widener has a chance? Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not that wide open. Not it's, that wide open. It's wide, but not like Grand Canyon wide. I think they had their shot a few years ago when they when they won the district, and and yeah. that team was really good. They're not very good this year. But that kid that went to the prep school and back, yeah. Yeah, well, he wasn't actually on that team. Devon oh, Cooper was not on that team. They, okay. The team that they beat Trinity in the to win the district, and they wound up uh, beating the state champs because Trinity ended up winning state, but. To not win district. So we technically won state. Pretty much. Wagner High School. Uh, I think that was 2018, 2018 yeah. state champs. So we, we, we were like the unofficial state. It's, it's like in uh, with Kentucky in 86 and Louisville 98. Exactly. And, uh, you won the title. We're the unofficial state champs. District champs. champs. We're, yeah. we're better than you. We, you don't have your district championship. But Ballard's really good this year. Uh, Eastern Shocking. is good. Trinity and Stanks are both good. But Trinity's maybe not as good as people thought they were going to be. Manual, our, our boys over there, are good. Males, a little bit up and down. Cal's good. Seneca's good. It's a, it's a good region, and it's kind of wide open. So. Mel's got Ballard this week, I believe. Maybe we maybe we just turn this into a high school basketball podcast. I mean, radio it's, it's show. Positive talk, we're talking positively about a basketball team, which is something we wouldn't do if we were talking about Louisville. It's more fun. It is. <laughs> I'll say that. And get really into, like, I don't know. Either way, my favorite team sucks, so I don't care. Let's bring it up. <laughs> I'll be a, I can be a Shawnee fan. Get really into Shawnee. Let's see what happens. Let's have Shawnee hit anything good. Text us uh, on the Thornton sex line. No, he was at Seneca, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Text us on the Thornton sex line at 502 414 1450. Uh, and then download the Refreshing Rewards app. It's going to save you money every time you need to fuel up or every time you need something inside from one of the 74,355 area Thornton's locations. There's that many of them because they know what the hell they're doing. We love Thornton's. We love the Refreshing Rewards app, and we love when you guys text us at 502-414-1450. TK, once again, straight Eagles gear. This is the, the second straight week of nothing but wearing This is my second. I, I might be hoodie, stuff. It might be hoodie week to this week because this is my second different hoodie I wore. Are you going to bust out the Jerome Brown later this week? Uh, maybe. I, 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 I might also pull out. I got a new shirt over the weekend, too. A, little, a new uh, nine to pull that one out. New shirt during the Super Bowl run? Oh, yeah. That's kind of, How do you feel about that? That's a little, well, it's a, little risque. It's a Brian Dawkins shirt. Well, I mean, you don't want to throw it off the mojo. I did. I did. I did shop for uh, Jalen Hurts jerseys though over the weekend as well. Ooh, we gotta get we gotta get these jerseys made a little bigger than two X people. Come on, come on, guys. I mean, I mean, I can get some throwback jerseys and bigger, but come on, we got we gotta get the real players, man. This is Philadelphia fans. It's Philadelphia for no, God's no sake. No Philadelphia fans wearing a two X. They're sweating meat and cheese. Yes. <laughs> what crap is this? Uh, we've got. Uh, How was saying, your Monday? My Monday was fine. Did uh, you have a good Monday? Not overly eventful, shockingly. Did you watch Raw th- uh, XXX? I didn't, but I saw a lot of the people trending. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a. a I felt like I was watching it. It was a parade of like, uh, hey, I know we haven't. You haven't been famous in like fifteen years or so, but come on out, let people cheer you again. Which you kind of expected that. Yeah, it was. And, and it was, of course, they got a lot of beef because I guess one of the segments went real long, so they had to basically they promoted all week this uh, Becky Lynch and Bailey cage match and. Because the opening segment went way too long, they had to basically cut the whole match. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, so. Here, keep talking about this for like 20 seconds so I can plug my laptop charger in because it's not working. Okay, so th- that was that. And then the main event sucked. Just 15-minute match, eight minutes of it was commercial break, and then it ended in a, in a interference from Brock Lesnar, which was just the usual WWE yawn. Why should I care about watching a match because it's never going to end right anyway? And there's no reason point wasting my time doing it. Sounds eventful. <laughs> then I watched Gangs in New York. Uh, ga- Gangs in New York is v- a very rewatchable movie. And, okay, here's the thing too, because I haven't watched it in a while, and I do, and I do enjoy it because it's it's a movie that's hard to sit down and watch from start to finish 
on no, m- multiple occasions because it's like a three-hour movie. You know, it is long. But I, I can't really forget because it's been 21 years since the movie came out. Like, am I still the only one that finds it very weird that Cameron Diaz got casted in that movie? She doesn't seem to fit. And she, she's a completely odd person. And I'm not saying she does a bad job in the movie. But you're like, okay, we're going to do this great movie about the gangs of New York and, and the stuff from 1859 uh, or whatever it was, 1846, I believe. And we're going to have Daniel Day-Lewis. And we're going we're gonna to have uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and the girl who had bleep in her hair and meant something about Mary. From okay. Charlie's Angels Full <laughs> Throttle. But yeah, here's Cameron Diaz. Here's the girl who got into business singing to the mask. As I say, you may remember her from the mask. <laughs> Like it's just like I don't know. Like it made me start wondering. Like, what are like some of the other like odd like, like odd just casting in movies that you're just like you look at and you go, what the bleep are they thinking? Like, well, that's also more fun to talk about than basketball. Maybe we can just do that today. Like, because the first one that came to my mind was actually one that I really these do headphones like. will not work. By the way, I don't I have no idea. What's, I well, can you, I can barely hear you because you're it's it just I'm hearing you through the door. Normal you're through the door. <laughs> so this is wrong. I'll speak louder then. Yeah. I can get you. i tell you what. Come here and grab those headsets right there. Those are Scoot's headsets. Okay. Keep talking about Cameron Diaz. Uh, so sorry. And you can hear me because you're walking through here. It's in that black bag right there. You, Scoot's doesn't care if you use them. If he does, he can come up here and stop you. Um, so yeah, the first thing he named my mind was uh, Matthew Broderick and Glory. Like that one came to mind as like a weird casting. But uh, he's such he's so good in that movie, though, that it kind of makes you, I guess, forget that at the time when it when it came out, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna make a movie about the the first black uh, regime uh, uh, regiment and the Civil War and and all this great story." Denzel Washington, like granted, we didn't know who Denzel really was at the time. Morgan Freeman, who was still kind of unknown yet, and but we're gonna lead it off with they're gonna be led by the guy that that was too busy to go to algebra class, Ferris Bueller. Still doesn't work, by the way. <laughs> Say what? It still don't work. It still work. It's, it's the it's the it's the. Jack. Might try it's different not- plug in there then. Yeah, they were it was working when we first started talking. I don't know what happened, but now it's yeah, it's just not working. But he does a good job in that. But I don't know. Maybe I can't think. Those are the two that like came. To, that's the only one that really popped in my mind when I thought of like weird casting. See, I like Glory, but I still you still think it's weird to have. I think it's Bryan. weird yeah. that and he also like he talks kind of the same way in that that I feel like it's it's, it's Ferris Bueller leading a battalion. <laughs> it's kind of hard in to... the Civil War. Like that's it, kind of how I feel. Like it. It's distracting for me, and not just because I know him in that role. I just don't think I don't think he's that good in the movie. I mean, I guess yeah. I mean, and I guess being younger, it, it would have been weirder if I'd been a little older too at, the, at that time. Because I watched. I mean, I saw Glory in theaters. I seen, Did you really? I yeah. thought it was like eighty four. No, it was eighty nine. Jeez, it was one of the first, one of the first movies I went and saw in theaters. Loved it. Still one of my right, favorite well, movies. I can't, I, I can't hear anything. I, I'm gonna, we'll, we'll do the show like this, like we're talking to each other. Just well, that's not good. You won't hear my music, and I have a theme today. And it's I, like, well, I, I like my theme today. I'm, you're going to have to just you're, – you're going to have to sing it like you did yesterday because I can't hear anything. Oh, so. I can handle that. <sighs> I got close. I, I've, got the, I've got the lyrics on the screen. I can do it. That's fine. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to weigh in on miscast <laughs> actors, then feel free to do so. This is, does anyone pop in your mind other than Kenny Payne at Louisville's head coach? The only thing I can think of, and it's more about the way that they played the character, is um, Kevin Costner as Robin Hood, just because he oh, re- awful. He refuses to do an accent. Like everybody else is doing an accent in the movie, and Costner is just like kind of enunciating more than he usually does, and trying to have that pass off as a British accent. It's it, it, it's it's bad. It, it, like it's, but that I don't know if that's just a miscast as much as it is Kevin Costner not being able to. Fill what should have been one of the requisite characteristics for the role. I think I I told you that the time I 
that what that movie reminds me of only is because uh, my mom had like a date, and he went to take he wanted he wanted to take her to see that movie at the drive-in, and like I guess I don't know I guess she couldn't find anybody to watch me she didn't want to watch me I was scared off all babysitters who knows I was probably old enough to sleep by myself but she didn't trust me which is probably a good thing so she like had me go with her on this date, and like he's like <laughs> I had to like sit in the lawn chair outside the car. And I, just, I kept just bugging him until he finally gave me like thirty bucks. I was like, "Here, just go to the concession stand. Leave me alone, kid." Got what you got to do. <laughs> I, got to, I, mean, I was what he, what he doesn't know is I didn't care about him getting a loan time with mom. I just wanted thirty bucks. Hey, win win. Everybody wins. Um, Mary's Mary's listening to the show. She's very mad. She loves the Kevin Costner. Oh, it's Robin oh, Mary. I, no, I, yeah. The one that everybody on, always you says. You had your freebie with Love and Basketball. You can't like two bad movies. Yeah, it's, it's a terrible movie. The one that everybody always says is um, Sofia Coppola in The Third Godfather. Well, yeah. She's, she's a the... terrible actress, and she's only cast because her dad and, and all that stuff. Well, you, but... can, you, can use, yeah, you can go along that line with um, Raiders of the Lost. Um, uh, not, what was the second one? Temple of Doom or Lost Ark? I always read it. Temple of Doom's the second one. Where's the Lost Ark's the first one? Yeah, Temple of Doom, where the uh, the love interest is the uh, the director's uh, girlfriend. Yeah, I stuff like that. Like, I can't remember her name. I just remember being awful in the movie yeah. somewhat. Uh, well, here you go. I was going to start the show today by saying it's more difficult to find things to talk about in the middle of a, <laughs> a terrible basketball season than I thought it was going to be because like, I don't know if you feel this way. I'm not necessarily on, on this boat just because I I'm, have always been kind of obsessed with college basketball. But I feel like the, the, the market here locally, even though we watch more college basketball than anybody else in, in the country, the, the stats back that up, I feel like Louisville fans are a little bit more checked out when it comes to the, the, the sport in general than they typically are. Like I'm seeing some of it, but for the most part, a lot of people are like, why am I going to watch – Baylor versus Kansas, a top 20 matchup on Big Monday, if it doesn't have a direct impact on my team. And that was that's always kind of the fun thing about college basketball is you love the sport, you love your team more. You love the sport because of how it relates to your team. If you watch Baylor-Kansas, it's like, ooh, we're battling with Kansas for a three seed, or we played a team that beat Baylor, and this is going to help our net ranking, like, like all that stuff. And now it's just a... It's a non. Like, there's there's no point. Like it has no effect on you whatsoever when you're two and seventeen and staring down a Wednesday night game against Boston College that you're still going to be a ten point underdog in. Like it's just it, it's a different world that we're living in. And so we can't come in here on a, a Tuesday and talk. Well, the new bracketologies are out. I'm seeing all the. We're getting to the point in the year where. All the various bracketologists are posting weekly updates now. They typically come out Tuesday morning or Monday morning, and that was always a, a nice little topic of discussion for us around here. Uh, you know, are we on the bubble? Are we? What, what seed line are we looking at? Will we be a top sixteen in the bracket reveal in a couple of weeks? And now it's just like you can only get so much mileage, and we're certainly are doing it out of like. Kenny Payne, is it going to get better? Should it get better? Should he have another year to make it get better? Like that's where we are, and it's the same thing over and over and over. Um, we, we will talk a little bit. Kenny Payne did talk to the media today. We'll talk about his comments. He said some things about Emmanuel Okorafor that people have varying opinions on. That's honestly the most exciting thing that we have. That's the biggest thing that people want to talk about right now is this mystery player that quite literally nobody knew existed two weeks ago. Is it, that's the biggest thing going on in the world of Cardinal sports we right now? Mystery. 
it's it, we do love a good mystery, and you know, we'll, we're, we're, it's still a mystery if we're going to see him or not tomorrow night uh, against BC. So we, we'll talk about Kenny Payne's comments. We can talk a little bit about some of the other national things going on, but it's it's more difficult than I thought it was going to be. Everybody always talks about summer radio in a market like this, where you know. We get into Louisville baseball for sure, and we definitely will again this year. I think they're going to make a, a nice run. This could be a College World Series team for sure, and that will will certainly garner a lot of attention here locally. But for the most part, this is a basketball, football, college sports market. The big time of the year for you, it starts in September, and it ends in late March, early April when the NCAA tournament ends, and then you're kind of staring down almost six full months of off season, if you will, and especially when you get into when baseball ends and it's you know June, July, August, it is just completely barren around here for stuff to talk about. And people are like, how do you do radio in the summer? I'm like, well, you you mix it up. I thought we did a good job last year. We did some some crazy stuff, some wacky stuff. You, you get off topic. You certainly have you know preview things to talk about when it comes to football. You, you there's always some news happening with basketball. No, I'm born for summer radio. Say what? I'm born for summer radio. Yeah, I mean it, it's. You make it work. What you don't expect to happen in a market like this is have to do kind of summer radio stuff in the middle of January because the basketball team is so bad and there's only so much mileage you can get out of. This basketball team is bad. Let's see how it stacks up historically. We can do that. I mean, we can I, I, we, we can pull up the net rankings every day and be like, oh, my God, we're behind this team. We're behind, I mean, last night I was stunned to see on Ken Palm we have dropped below Chicago State. Who, For those unfamiliar, Chicago State has been without question – the worst Division One basketball program for the last decade. They've had winless seasons. They've been, I think, 340 or below every single year in Ken Palm. They're an independent right now. They are ahead of us. The team that 10 years ago was the national champion in the sport. We sit behind Chicago State in the Ken Palm rankings. They are 295. We are 297. Like Seeing that was was definitely like a right cross. But for the most part, the stats, the the graphs, the all this stuff, it, it only has so much pack so much of a punch after you've been seeing it now for really two months straight and it just keeps getting worse. I mean, we can do that if people want to, but there's just, there's only so much you can do. And that's, I think what we're running into is, is how do you, how do you cover this? How do how do you talk about this in a, in a way that's refreshing and not stale? Cause you've got some people that are out for blood and that want you to, to just bag on Kenny Payne in a different way every single day. You've got other people who aren't happy with the state of the basketball program but are sick of hearing about what's going on with Kenny Payne and how bad it is and all this stuff. And you've got other people who are very supportive of Kenny Payne and who think that you're just, you know, hating on Payne if you're talking about the stats that you're seeing and the fact that this team has never been this bad before. It's just, it's it's not something that I thought we would run into in the first year of a new head coach at a program like Louisville, but but here we are. So TK, I leave it to you. I mean, should we just make this a wrestling podcast, high school basketball? <laughs> what should we? How should we handle this? Well, the Oscar nominations were nominated or were, were given out today. They are. We can do that game where it's like, how many of these have you even heard of? Yet or how many seen? of them are worthy, in my opinion? Say what? How many are worthy, in my opinion? We gotta get these headphones fixed. I can't. I can't <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if I can handle you going what every time. I know. I it's, well, it's <laughs> any time that we talk over each other, which is consistent on the show, I won't catch what you're saying because I. I came hearing you from two rooms over. So, but you were saying. I wasn't talking over you this time, though. You weren't. I've been, I've been good. You're great. Um, we can do Oscar picks. I haven't, do, seen, I haven't seen who was nominated just yet. I'm sure. 
I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, then again, I, don't know. I, used to, I used to enjoy the Oscars. Now it's becoming like the, the NBA Hall of Fame. It's just like they're just being some more loosey goo. I mean, if you're going to let Maverick in there with a best picture, you might as well put, you know, Greg, you know, Greg Kitan into the NBA Hall of Fame. Who? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The goopy white dude with the mustache is selling the bench for the Celtics. I did see this. <laughs> Maybe you'll be interested in this. How many movies do you think, talking worldwide revenue, have grossed at least $2 billion? Oh, wow. $2 uh, billion dollars worldwide. I'm going to say 15. Six. Really? Okay. Six movies. All of them probably within the last 15 years, too, as well. No. 20. Really? No. I think all. I think five of the six within the last 15 years. Okay. Three of them I mean, directed by James Cameron. Well, Avatar's one. Titanic's two. Avatar's number one. Titanic is number three. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just naming yeah. Yeah, the, the, the six. Uh, the other Cameron would be... Well, here's a hint why it's coming up, and you, you're probably not going to get it. It's the new Avatar. Oh, is it okay? It's now number six. It just recently <laughs> passed the $2 billion mark. <laughs> That's the other James Cameron. The other three... Uh, Avengers Endgame is number two on the list. Yeah, I was going to say, they're probably all comics, aren't they? Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens is number four. Okay. And then Avengers Infinity War is number five. So two of the three, two, yeah. two, okay. I would, I would have probably guessed, I mean, I knew Avatar and Titanic were given, and I would have probably assumed that of the other four, I would have probably said three of them were, you know, um, uh, Marvel movies of some kind, but two of them, so I was half right. Yeah. To just trying to help with the the jack. I, I, I'm aware it's it, it's the jack. I know that there's a little wiggle and jiggle to it, but it's just it's not working. I'm not hitting it right. Just it's wiggle not, it. It's not working today. Just a little bit. It's not working today. Wiggle it. Different. It was when I first said that, and then when I got up to to plug in the laptop when you were talking wrestling, I came back and it just didn't work anymore. So did, did you try? Did you try flicking it? <laughs> no. Maybe, maybe, maybe light a match and take it to it see if it moves. I don't know if the thing that I unplugged did something. It shouldn't. But did you unplug something? I had to to get the laptop in there. The, the, what did you unplug? The other. Were you even on the air? It was. Uh, so, I mean, man, I don't know. Maybe I'll try to plug it in. But I've got. I had to have the juice. I had to have the juice. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. Well, breaking people, everything over here. People have a, a couple of quick thoughts here on what we're talking about as far as college basketball, and I think that it's. Like, I'm not surprised to hear this take because I'm seeing it everywhere. Texas says, you're right. I haven't been watching much college basketball this year. I did watch UCLA versus Arizona the other day, and it further drove home how bad we are. That's oh. what I keep hearing, too, from other people who, when they do watch college basketball, they're like, it's like I'm watching a different sport entirely, which is, I, I, I totally agree. You and me had the same conversation two months ago. Yeah. I don't remember what game it was. I texted you, and it was it was a good game. I don't even remember who, who was playing now off the top of my head. It doesn't matter, but... Uh, I texted you and I was like, this is just insane to watch. And you said you were probably the exact same response two months ago. You're like, it's like watching a different world of game. I mean, it's it, it, it almost makes you more fr- – like, you're right, it makes you more frustrated because then you get to watch Louisville play and you're like, what the bleep, man? Yeah. Like, uh, and, and and you kind of nailed it with me earlier and when you were talking about, you know, you know, do we really kind of want to watch Kansas and Baylor even though, you know, with our team being bad – that's how I kind of was last night. I watched a few minutes of the game. Like I, I was kind of flipping back and forth between that and wrestling. I wasn't really watching wrestling straight through, but and I was watching. I watched you know a few minutes of the Kansas game, and then during the timeout, I'm flipping through the guide, and there's you know Gangs of New York starting at eleven oh one. Hey, it's eleven oh one right now. Boom, right at the beginning. Let's watch this instead. And that's what I did. Who won the Kansas Baylor game? Baylor. Baylor ended up winning. Okay. 
Baylor was better. I, I'm I not flipped. surprised. Baylor looked better when, in just like the se- seven or eight minutes I watched the game. They, they yeah, looked they, like a better team. They led from pretty much start to finish. Then I flipped over to the end of the Nevada and New Mexico played a double overtime game. Ooh. And New Mexico, well, first of all, they should have won in, in the end of the first overtime. They had the game locked up. Then they turned it over on two straight possessions, let Nevada get back in it. And then they got screwed at the end of the second overtime. There was a a terrible, like like a basically a Nevada player completely fouled a New Mexico player which made his arms go up and like hit the Nevada player in the face. And so they review the flagrant after a time. Richard Patino called a timeout, which he probably shouldn't have. It gave him time to review the play. And so they see that they missed a foul call. You can't go back and retroactively assess Nevada for a foul that was just totally missed. But they can see that it caused a flagrant one. So New Mexico gets screwed. They get called for the flagrant one. Nevada makes a cup, makes a one out of two free throws to go up by one with like four seconds left, and they get the ball, and they wind up uh, winning the game by three. So it was it was a tough loss for, for little Richard last night, but they're still – Still doing well. Still having a good time. It was a, that was one of the more exciting games. It just had a crap finish because of some crap officiating. But I think a lot of people seem to be on this the same bandwagon. Texas says I've been a huge college basketball fan for years, but U of L uh, being abysmal and being a senior in college slash first year teacher has made me so checked out. I've only watched a few non U of L games this year. I, I think I mean that's probably me too. If I were if I didn't have the two kids, I probably would be still be watching a little bit more than I am. But it's definitely. It feels like almost more of an obligation to sit down and watch these games when U of L is this bad than it is fun like it used to be. So um, I tell you what, you, you guys have more text. We're gonna take a break when we come back. We're trying to get this headphone situation figured out so I can actually hear Trevor and hear the music that he's about to play. So we'll take a break. We'll I'm come back. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Whatever's on your mind, hit us up. We'll do Taboo Tuesday again today. Ooh. We will talk a little Kenny Payne and his press Very conference geeky. before Boston College. But we want to hear from you guys. Carry the show. Do the heavy lifting. Put us on your backs. That's what Tuesday is made for. We'll be right back here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. Nickelback blaring in my left ear. There's a theme today? There is. That's a, it's an interesting theme because each hour is somewhat different but under the same theme. The dog bleep? <laughs> well, the fact that Def Leppard was the outro song, some wouldn't debate that. Well, I didn't hear it, so I, yeah. Yeah, I take your word for it. <laughs> we'll go back in. Rutherford Show here live. You have to go by the next hour and see if you can figure it out. Okay, that works. Live from the UofL College of Business, the remote UofL College of Business studios here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Got the headset working. We're rocking. We're rolling. We're feeling good. Uh, and yet we're still having nothing to talk about, which was the, the topic of the first 30 minutes of the show was primarily the fact that we had nothing to talk about because 
the basketball team so bad, and it's made people lose their interest in the sport overall. But you guys have things to say still at 502-414-1450. We'll take a couple texts, then we'll get to Kenny Payne's press conference Kenny Payne, you killed basketball in Louisville. <laughs> the only thing that could derail the ratings giant that was college basketball in Louisville was Kenny Payne and the staff. I mean, people like people in ESPN are like, can I get a hold of Josh Hurd? Like, guys, we got to do something about You got to get this. rid of this guy. We're dying you, over here. Di- yeah. We had to fire three more hosts from shows today. Sexton <laughs> uh, says, did Trevor just say that three hours is long to watch a movie, but he watches eight hours of TV a night? Yeah, but it's like, not, it's it's different. Like eight hours of a show, but it's like a 30-minute show. So like three hours continuously straight through is long. For one movie, yeah. Are you the type of guy that... Like, I'm the Yes, I'm the guy who will watch six hours worth of a movie, but it has to be three movies. You're the guy who gets watches TV shows, and you're like halfway through an episode, you're like, all right, this is going to be the last one, and then it has a cliffhanger epi- like ending every single show, and you're like, I got to start the next one. Oh, I do that, yeah. You shave, by the way? I did, you know. So. Yeah. You're shaving uh, in the middle of a... You're shaving, you're getting new shirts. What are you doing? The Eagles are... I'm telling you, all of the mojo... Your overconfidence about this weekend. First of all, I was overconfident going into last weekend. I feel, but you thought the Giants were. You thought there was going to be a three-point game. Yes, but I also said if we lost, I'd shave my eyebrows. You did, but you're. I mean, yesterday, just the bravado, the, the, just complete lack of an ability to even grasp a timeline where San Francisco wins this game. Oh, it's unbelievable! I believe it. I'm. Not, I'm not over. I'm being cocky, but I'm not stupid. I know. You're shaving in the middle of a playoff run. You're getting new shirts in the middle of a playoff run. Well, I've actually had the shirt for about a week or two. I'm telling you, I'm worried about you this weekend. I actually, got I'm worried. Sh- about I think I got the shirt for the playoffs even started. To be honest with you, I'm I just haven't worn it yet. I'm very worried. The shaving thing was just me just being just annoyed. I was, I was getting. I got a shower last night and I was looking at my. I was looking in the mirror and I was like, it's just itching. It's bugging me. You know, I, I always not even let it grow. It's because I'm lazy and I hate shaving. I mean, that's fine, but still, come on, man. Super Bowl at stake here. Oh, I'm, I'm, I know. I'm the people mad. are back saying that you're not a real Eagles fan again. <laughs> That's okay. They're not real people. I think they just know that it makes you mad. Yeah, do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Texas Mike, you forgot your tweet right before the radio show, unless you're changing up the mojo. I did. Oh, yeah. Where is that? I, I forgot to retweet that. Where is that? Well, it was. I, I feel like you can take a day off, and it's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. We were, try, we were scrambling. We were trying to get stuff hooked up here. We're at the, new, the, the other studio, so I didn't have a chance to get it up. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Texas, the closest I've gotten to watching another college basketball game this year is watching the last five minutes of a few of the Kentucky losses. <laughs> that will be like the main rooting interest for local fans come NCAA tournament time. It's probably going to be who can beat Kentucky, who are we cheering for, and once well, they're out, we can just relax and watch the rest of the tournament. That was last year, and we were very fortunate that St. Peter's did it right away. It was great, yeah. but also we all had this thought of like, this is an awesome feeling. But I God, I can't wait to get back to where it's like we're not taking all of our NCAA tournament joy away from just our rival losing. Let's get let's get the good times back. And now here we are again. It's like rooting against Kentucky. That's that's all we have. Texas, this is an interesting point about U of L fans now. It doesn't sound like many of us are even paying attention to the sport. Also, if we retired our fandom for college basketball, what would we do to fill that void up with collectively? I mean, I don't know. Like, Pickleball? That seems like it's a hot thing. What the, I've never still even know what pickleball is. Everybody's playing pickleball. <laughs> I've never a stupider name for a, for a, for a contest since uh, since cornhole. It's a fair question. I mean, we are <laughs> these are the worst two months of the year, January and February. The worst two months of the year. Almost everybody agrees, unless you just love the winter, which some people do, and that's fine. It's 
it's a tough time to be living and active and trying to be happy in a place like Louisville, Kentucky. It's cold. It's dreary. It's gross. New year just started. Work is hard. All this stuff. And our reprieve for my entire existence, and I'm assuming the entire existences of people who are much older than I am, who are hopefully listening to the show, has been college basketball around here. It's what it's your reward for getting up when it's pitch black outside, going to work, coming home when it's already pitch black at 530, scraping the ice off the car, doing all that stuff. You get to come home Wednesday night and watch Louisville play. You know, back in the day, it was a Conference USA game or a Big East game or now an ACC game on ESPN. Get excited for that all day and then talk about it all the next day. Get ready for the weekend's game. And it's just been, it's not just this year, although this year is the most glaring example. It's been yanked away from us like five times in the last seven years where it just hasn't been fun or the way that it used to be. And there's really nowhere else for us to turn here. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you just, uh, you, you know, I don't. You're depressing me, man. <laughs> I love my kids. I, I mean, I, I would like to not play with them so much on like a Wednesday night at nine, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You got dynamite. Well, like I, maybe I'll be get back into wrestling. I don't know. Maybe, we'll, I don't know. I, we, I feel like we're, we're all looking for new hobbies now at this point. I mean, I'm still, I'm still watching the game. I think most people listening to the show, they're still watching the games, but you're lying to yourself if you're saying you're, you know, like I'm not watching Boston College Notre Dame over the weekend, two terrible ACC teams to get ready for the Louisville game against BC. I'm not watching like just you're not into it the way. Do that you have a hobby be. other than the bonsai tree? Uh, I have lots of hobbies. Like what name one? Reading. Um, Is that a hobby? I'd say reading's a hobby. Uh, what, what would you call it? I don't know. Reading. <laughs> I mean. It's- I mean I, it's not something I have to do to stay alive. It's not like eating or breathing. Well, so, the, by that standard, I mean, you know, there's a lot of hobbies, and I guess that's, that's a little loose with the standards of hobby. Well, I mean, I like to read. I mean, would you consider playing video games a hobby? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I don't play video games. I the the New York Times they do the little like newsletter every morning, and I, I'll glance over it sometimes to see if I miss like a big story. But they have like one focal point every day, and today it's all about video games, like how they've become, they've gone sort of like football or some gigantic piece of Americana where it starts off as this niche thing that's kind of a hobby for people and grows into this like just gigantic industry that becomes you know one of the focal points of the entire country and how it you know it's it becomes difficult and it comes with controversy and you're, you're not paying employees enough or you're not treating them well and all this stuff it was interesting it was it was an interesting thing but video games are very much like a a huge thing for a lot of people and now they're becoming competitive sports and oh yeah i mean it's, the, the, it's the, not just a hobby anymore the distance of video games from the days of arcades of your late 70s to the home console to to having college courses about it now yeah it's, it's i mean it's it's insane um I mean, I do Wordle. Does that count as a hobby? I still do Wordle. I still do. By the way, I'm going for my break to break my uh, streak of uh, in a row today with Wordle. What is it? Uh, 15. Get it. So if I get tonight, I'll be at 16. I'll break that streak. There you go. I'm still at like 84, 85%. They've been tough the last few days. You've been doing them? Mm-hmm. Okay. I know. You're like, oh, my streak's like 482. It's 72 right now. Yeah, whatever. It's okay. You got like a 98%. I think you cheat. I'm mean, ninety eight percent. I've missed. I think I missed four or five times. Oh wow! I have four or five times. Yeah, because I read. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Texas. I'm having to take a break from Twitter uh, as well. The KP stands have worn me out. I, I, I think as much as I'm unhappy and think that this is absurd, the fact that Louisville basketball could be two and seventeen, I think both extreme sides are kind of wearing me out. Like. 
the side that also just every response to everything is just like KP sucks fire. I'm like that gets annoying after a while. Like we're we're all pissed off. We can be a little bit more constructive than that. And then certainly the side that, especially like the people over the weekend that are blaming me. Like that's I, I don't have time for you this. You even do the intro voice this year. I know. The, the, yeah, which the one saving grace of the season is that the year that I did the intro video will now no longer be remembered as the worst season of my lifetime. But like, like those people who like every time something comes out, they're like. Talk about something else. You got. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm talking about the game that we just lost by 21 points. It, it was bad. You shouldn't lose the pit at home by 20. Like, get over it. Move on. It's going to be fine. I'm like, well, I mean, but it, it is both. The extreme sides are, are both certainly wearing me out, and Twitter is just not a. Well, Twitter's all about the extreme. It is. But like like we've said before, even on this show, on, on any show, like, you're going to get the extremes, and there's only so much that can be said. If, if there were more talking points to be had, new talking points to be had. I think it'd be an interesting discussion. You know, Kenny Payne, this is a it's a unique situation. We all knew this was a gigantic guest, hiring a guy who'd never been head coach before, who was going from Nike to Adidas, all this stuff. And so far, whether you, whoever you're blaming for this, it's been a gigantic flop. It's been a historic flop. Louisville's right now statistically the worst power conference team since they've been reigning power conference teams. It's that's that's awful. It's terrible. Now, who's to blame for that as a discussion? But, like, we've been doing this now because the season started off on such a sour note. We've been doing it for three months straight, it feels like. And the same talking points are out there. Now, if if Kenny Payne can win a few games, if this Emmanuel Okorafor, who we'll talk about a little bit more today, can show signs of being a really good player who can actually change things, then all of a sudden you've got a new data point. You've got something new that the keep Kenny Payne, Kenny Payne's the guy, crowd is going to be able to point to and say, look, th- th- here's the reason. If you start getting some recruits, start picking up, picking up some traction on the recruiting trail, then the, the conversation changes. Right now, it's just been a, a one-sided debate or a really straightforward debate. You've got people saying, look, we are awful, historically awful. It's not getting that much better. That's my point. And the other side saying, well, we trust the guy. And that's it. Like that's basically it. We don't have anything to point to in recruiting. We don't have anything to point to um, with regards to last year's success in the transfer portal because there wasn't much. And it's just been you're just going in circles, and it's it, it gets tiresome. Uh, Texas says, talking about um, Texas Mike. I like the outlook for the rest of the show with you not being able to hear Trevor. Let's keep the train on the tracks. <laughs> it says also I have two kids that Too are late. two in one. I still watch the U of L games, but I haven't watched more than a couple of minutes of any of the other games except for the ones where it looks like Kentucky is having another meltdown. We're seeing a common theme here. People are tuning in when UK looks like they're about to lose, but they're not excited for much. I mean, even I'll like Good I think they're they're uh, they're coming up short. It's going to save some ratings for some teams. Yeah, they got a big one against Kansas this weekend. Who now is looking kind of desperate too. They are um, not desperate to make the tournament or anything, but desperate to to get a win. I, I think yeah. that they're not de- our level desperate just yet. Well, nobody is. <laughs> I, I think that like I DVR every game, but like I I'm also trying to juggle that with the, the kids are getting ready for bed, whether it's a seven o'clock tip or if it's nine, then Virginia's going down. And so, like, there have been times where you know, if I, if I, I feel like if I miss a few possessions, I'm like, eh, it's okay. I can watch it later if something crazy happened or I can pause it. And that never used to be the case. Like, even when we've had Virginia the last couple of years, or I guess John last season when we were still competitive at the beginning of the year, I'm sitting down, I'm, I'm watching every single play, I'm, I'm there, I'm, I'm live tweeting, I'm making sure everything's up. And now it's just like, yeah, if i got to miss a little bit, i got to miss a little bit. And that's, 
that's unique for me in any respect. Even if I had like five kids, I feel like it would be weird for me to be missing any part of any game. But I think I'm missing less than than most people I know. I'll say that. I'm still can't get. I'm still weird. I, I still have to watch every play, and I want to break down every play each time. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I just I end up not missing stuff. But if I do, like, if I did, it would just be. And I'm the I'm the guy I can that, guess what happened. And I'm the guy that also will rewind and rewatch the play like three or four times before they even show me the replay because I just want to see if, you know see things and break. You're it down. a scholar. We've known that. Uh-huh. That's what they say. A scholar. Or... Scholar. Texas says Trevor would call reading schoolwork. <laughs> it is yes. Hey, that is what it is. Schoolwork. Texas says considering TK's <laughs> conversation call. topics, anytime he uses the word standards, it cracks me up. Standards. Yeah. What, what did, I, did I misuse it somewhere? I don't know. I think they were just saying the fact that you say you have standards for stuff is. <laughs> I got standards. <laughs> everyone, has, everyone has a line to draw, right? I mean. Texas says we do still have the University of Louisville women's basketball team. We do. And we talked about them yesterday. I talked about watching all of the NC State game. And unfortunately, we were talking about the issues that they've been having because this team has been uh, not certainly the underachiever that the men's team has been, but has been underachieving in its own right. Still, if you want, you can blame Kenny Payne for that. You can, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you have blame Kenny Payne, blame Jeff Walls, blame whoever. But I still think that team's going to be good enough. They're going to make the NCAA tournament. The hope is that they'll have enough momentum to, to be seen as kind of a Final Four dark horse. Maybe they can get some stuff going that hasn't been going. They just, for whatever reason, just has not gelled so far this season. Haley's been good for the most part. Um, the supporting cast has not been as good. Uh, Olivia Cochran offensively has been struggling inside, but it's 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 been a surprisingly down year for Jeff Walls and company. We're just so I mean we read the stats yesterday. We're so used to being one, two, or three seed automatic uh, that a a season where you're projected to be top ten good and you're not top twenty five good right now is kind of staggering. It, it's it's just weird to see. But hey, maybe it's like a flu over there. I don't know what's going on. Texas says tomorrow night is Star Wars night for me. A new Bad Batch episode, plus rewatching Man Mandalorian. I guess the was that Mandalorian. Mandalorian seasons one and two. Just in Mando, I'm like, what is Mando? Uh, one and two to get ready for three in early March, and the U of L game won't get in the way of any of that now. So you got people. They're saying they're going to rewatch Mandalorian instead of watching a live Louisville basketball game. Uh, I didn't know. I thought season three was already out. To be honest with you. Now you. The now first you're... two seasons were okay. I, I watched. I binged them once. I couldn't even really. It's the Baby Yoda show. Yeah. I mean, if that helps I've never me. seen it, but I'm familiar. It's with it. not bad, yeah. It's okay. Uh, a couple people have asked about the the Jeff Greer Field of 68 podcast. I saw him doing one with Jack Grossman the other day. He did. It's that one where he, I mean, I thought he said a lot of the things that he said when we did a podcast together, I guess probably two, three weeks ago. Um, I got that on video here. Yeah, he. I think that, <laughs> that somebody spliced together that clip, and it's gone kind of viral where he is, I mean, He's saying straight up what I think a lot of people are feeling, which is that this is this is kind of ridiculous what we're going through right now. And Greer, he more or less says, if you're Kenny Payne, the first step right now is you need to address what's happening right now and give the fan. This is something that we've said on the radio show for eight weeks now, which is the whole speaking in generalities about they've got to do more of this. They've got to understand what it means to play for Louisville. They've got to, to have some pride. They've got to know what it feels like to win. They've got to smack talk, like all this stuff. Like that's sure. That's fine. Like that's as Greer put it, that's great for preseason talk. That, that That's a great message to have when you accept the job after a team is coming off of a 13 win season at a place like Louisville. That's 
if this was an introductory press conference, brilliant. When things have gone this bad at a place where you have this many advantages, you need to start getting into some specifics. Like, tell me, this is this is Greer talking. Greer's like, tell me your basketball plan on how to fix this. Tell me schematically what you want to do differently. Tell me what type of players you're looking to recruit to fit that system. Tell me exactly why this is not going to look anything like this a year from now. And he was saying, you know, if I'm Josh Hurd and this continues, let's say this, this winds up being a three or four win season, I think, you know, you go to him and you say, look, man, like, like you clearly, you mean a lot to this place. People are supporting you because of what you did as a player and because of what they hope you can do long term. But this is beyond unacceptable. At Louisville, I don't care what the restrictions are. I don't care what, what cloud was hanging over your head. To win three, four, five games and be the worst team in power conference basketball – it just, lucky to win five games. It just cannot fly. And I'm telling you right now, you need to be significantly improved next year if we're going to, to do this thing. And I kind of need you to tell me how you plan on being significantly improved. Like, let's sit down and, and hammer out a plan here because we're just hearing the same stuff game after game after game. It's just him coming out and being like, well, we got outplayed, I got outcoached, we, you know, we got to do this, we, you know, and it just kind of telling us what we, we just saw and saying we got to have more pride, like, get into some specifics. Like, you and I have been saying this for, since November, like, like, tell us how it's going to get fixed. Like, we no longer, I, I know that there's a contingent of fans that have the trust in KP, blind trust in KP, he's the guy, don't worry about it, he's got this mentality. The, for the rest of us that are just concerned and that want this to work, Give us some comfort here. Like, like let us know that that you that was see. a freaking bone. <laughs> tell us why it's going to get better. Because, with all due respect to Emmanuel Okorafor and uh, you know, the T.J. Robinson and, and Caleb Glenn and Curtis Williams, like bringing them into the program in the next couple of years or this year, if you're a Okorafor, is nice. But they aren't. They don't seem to be at least the type of instant impact additions that can take you from being where we are now to back as a top tier team in the ACC back to being a potential top four seed in the NCAA tournament. Like, so how are you going to do this? How is it going to, like, if you can tell us without telling us that you're going to overhaul the roster completely, like, let us know, like, like, like say we want to get some better players in here. Say, this is how we're going to play. Say we're going to, to do more full court press. Say we're going to install this type of offense because right now, just nobody is, is seeing anything that makes us say this sucks right now, but Hey, I know for a fact we're going to be much better next year and even better the year after that. I think that's that's the reason why well, you're seeing so tell, much panic. He, that's what he's doing when he's telling you he's building a culture, Mike. I'm sick of hearing it. He's, I'm sorry, that, I am. That's, he's building a culture. He, he, you don't need all the details. You just need to know it's a culture being built. He's not a politician. <laughs> he's a basketball coach. It does have a politician feel to it, doesn't it? It absolutely does, yeah. where it's like, okay, these are a lot of generalities. Like, we're going we're gonna build back better and, you know, this will this won't ever happen again, and that won't ever happen again. It's like okay, well, stop telling us all the things that aren't going to happen and all the things that are wrong, and start telling us how it's going to get better. Like, the lowest rain for mayor. She smelled there was like nine eleven. Eleven was like, bad. Oh. Yeah, like that's yeah. The well, the, let me tell you about what this guy is doing and that guy is doing. No, that's not going to fly here anymore. Like like we've people are telling us about what you're doing, and it's, it ain't great so far. We need to know how you are going to fix this and. I thought Jeff was spot on with that. I think it's it's a point that we've made on the show a bunch. I'd, I'd like to hear some specifics. 
Texas says Bronny James being a McDonald's All American is like Hersey Miller being on an ACC basketball roster. <laughs> is it, is is it, Bron, did Bronny make the All American? Did he? Uh, All-American? I mean, did we? You see, he's down to a Final Three. And, yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna turn them all down and go to Louisville. Oh, he did make the team. Yeah, that's yeah. He, he probably probably I don't know. I I think that Bronny. This is kind of like Papa pulling, pull like, your, your dad's the coach of the all-star team in, like, Little League, and he puts you on there. To be fair, like, he's number, I think 30 players make the McDonald's All-American team. I think he's, like, 33 in the class ranking. So it's, you know, if you're just going based off of that, he's right there on the cusp. But it's definitely, it's, look, if you're a McDonald's All-American person, it's the smart move. If you're an ESPN affiliate who broadcasts the game, it's a smart move. Like you're going to get more attention for this if Bronny's on the rosters than you are if he's not. So yeah, but you're also kind of giving away your like any respect you would have for your position somewhat. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think people. It, it, it's not like he's no one respects him anyway. <laughs> well, I don't think people care that much. But also, it's it, like like I said, he's right there. Like it, it's not outside the like. You've got people who are basketball uh, bennies who are scouting guys who are like he deserves it. Like he's I believe he's on there. And so it's not it's not like if they tried to put Leangelo Ball a couple of years ago, who was the the middle ball brother who sucked as a McDonald's All American, like that wouldn't have that wouldn't have flown. But he's he's on there. Um I'm looking at the teams. A lot of familiar names, a lot of guys that we thought we maybe had a shot at getting who <laughs> <laughs> tripped out memory lane of guys we thought we could have had. Pretty much I'm like, I remember when we were talking about Jared McCain. I, I remember <laughs> he was it's gonna like come the sad here. guy looking at the yearbook, high school yearbook, like Oh, I could have dated her. It's like, oh, yeah. Page, I had a chance to go out with her. Pedro Stoyakovich's kid. I remember when we were on his list. I remember that. Pedro Stoyakovich's kid's in there? Yeah. Wow. That Andrej Stoyakovich. Not that I need to feel anything else to feel old. I know. It's Every day now, there's some other story like that. We're like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's Frank Orr Jr. Trade. Uh, Texas says, uh, your boy says Sarah texted and He said he's so confident in Eagles win. If the Eagles lose, Trevor will have to wear a 49ers hat until after the Super Bowl. How confident are you, Trevor? Uh, I'm not gonna wear a hat that nonstop. It's just I don't. Yeah, don't play. Yeah, you don't need to do that. Yeah, I think it's something better. Say, so, come on. I mean, now if you want to see somebody in a good hat, you should get see a picture of say wearing a little fo- little Cardinals foam foam hat holding a broom that says we just got swept. I got that picture somewhere in that house. So Say's not a Louisville fan, right? No, he's a yeah, he's a he's a Kentucky fan. He's a that explains why he texted right before that. We need to give Kenny at least two more years. Let's yeah, be fair. he's a UK fan. That makes more sense. He's also kind of a. I don't know, he's one of those weird guys. He'd be like, I'm, I'm a UK fan. I like Notre Dame football, and I like Miami football. <laughs> it's like, wow. Anywhere in the West you want to cover your uh, basis there, too? <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, 4 o'clock hour, we'll get into Kenny Payne's comments today at his uh, weekly press conference, specifically what he had to say about Emmanuel Corafor. Also, an update on Brandon Huntley Hatfield and his status for tomorrow. All that, plus more of your text at 502-414-1450 coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Now I got a word for you. 
your tongue. How many rolling stones you want? Yeah, I got a brand new spirit speaking and it's done. Woke up on the side of the bed like I won. Talk like the wind in my chest and that's on. G5 in the US to Taiwan. Now who can say that? I wanna play back. Mama knew I was a needle in a haystack. Oh, body boy, plus me back. I got a feeling it's a rap. ASAP. Very confused about the theme. Yeah. You, you have no idea? No. You just give up? No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. You want to at least hear the next song in the sound, right? I have a altered lyrics version of the song that I cannot say on the radio but I, that I love. And I can't... It's one of those songs now that I've ruined it so much for everybody else that I've ruined it for myself completely. Do you know the best part about this Flow Rider song is? What's that? Is that... So he, samp- he, he sampled a song to do this song that sampled another song. That actually sampled another song. Wow. Therefore, when you break it down, Flow Riders are only responsible for like one quarter of this new song. Flowception. <laughs> it's like, like he, has, he didn't even do anything. All he did was rap for a little bit and say he's going to be president one day. It's a good song. Which no one believes that. Gets the feet tapping. I don't know. It could be. Gets the feet tapping. That's all that matters. It gives you a good feeling? It gives you a little bit of a good feeling. It it, it certainly does. That's, uh, that's what Flow Rider does. That's who he is. Is he still around? I don't think he's making songs. When, when was he popular? Because I don't even know when the song came out. It was like twenty two thousand nine through like twenty twelve. I feel like Flow Rider. So right was, before I went big. off the grid. Yeah, you were you were in in Nowhereland. You you were down at Neverland Ranch. You, <laughs> well, I know who he is. I know, and I even called him Flow Rider instead of Florida this time. You do, you do. That's that's fine. Let's talk about uh, Kenny Payne's press conference today. Getting ready for Boston College. Uh, first, he did talk about Brandon Huntley Hadfield, who is still dealing with a foot injury. He has gone from he shifted from day to day to Huntley Hatfield now doubtful to play tomorrow against Boston College. Still, really no specifics. It's kind of I get why people are why the conspiracy theories are still out there about Huntley Hatfield because he kind of speaking about not talking in anything but generalities. It's a lot of general talk about Huntley Hatfield. He seems mm-hmm. kind of ready to change the subject. I don't know who knows, uh, but Huntley Hatfield probably not going to see the court tomorrow against Boston College. He did the most interesting thing. The thing that everybody wants to hear about is Emmanuel Okoro. I just saw Rick Bosich has a story out right now. It just is the title is "Why Can't Louisville Pass the Basketball," which just seeing it made me laugh. Just, that is a great title, though. It's a. I mean, well, I don't know either. The assist rate, the turnover rate. It's. it's what the article is about? Probably the assist rate. <laughs> Just like clickbait, <laughs> something like that. Let's uh, let's talk about Emmanuel Okora for. I sent you a clip. If you can it. can drum that up, this is a, it's a little bit lengthy, but I think this is. Look, what else do we have to talk about? This is uh, Kenny Payne talking about Okora for. I think there are a couple of interesting things, a couple of noteworthy things within this response. This is via Tyler Griever over at WHAS. Comfortable with what we're doing offensively. Get him comfortable with what we're doing defensively, and then sort of judging where he is and how he is and and um, you know the challenges are you know two weeks ago a week ago a few days ago he was in another country uh, him coming here and getting adjusted to the food here getting adjusted to the time here time zones uh, getting adjusted to the basketball um, you can tell right off the bat he's very physical very active very energetic uh, but he's coming from a place where they're, they play physical. There will be times where he won't be able to get away with some of the stuff that, you know, bumping the way that they bump over there. Um, so that would be a challenge. And then just getting him comfortable would be the main thing. I just think anytime you can add a player that can help, um, and when I say help, I'm not just saying for this season. 
I'm saying that from here until the end, whenever um, his career is over here, you jump on it. A quality player who is young and, you know, walking in here, um, knowing what we need, knowing the type of players we need, knowing the character that we need, uh, we need here. He's, he's perfect for what we do. Uh, there's been a, a significant um, change in the energy in our practices. Um, he talks a lot, very vocal, very energetic, um, and he, he, he plays hard. He plays hard. He goes through drills hard. Um, at times, it just about seems funny to the other players how hard and how he's yelling and rebounding and screaming and doing the things that he does. Um, we need that kind of energy. It doesn't really change my approach. You know, for me, the first thing is implementing him into what we do and watching and evaluating how he adjusts to it and then deciding then not based on just me, it's based on him as well. What is he comfortable doing? What plays does he know? What will be the three or four or five things that we do offensively, defensively that he can adjust to quicker that we'll just live in those things while if while he's in a game. So, um, you know, I'm happy he's here. <laughs> um, he brings, he's made us a better team already, um, and he hadn't played a game. So that says a lot about who he is and what he is. The ability to rebound the ball, his activeness around the basket. Uh, he plays above the rim. Uh, he's very vocal, which you know in today's game, the big man being able to talk and guide stuff on the court and ball screen action is vital. Um, the surprising thing is he can shoot the ball. Um, I wasn't expecting him to be able to shoot it that well. And, and when I say that well, I mean the technique of his shot. Um, another part of that is getting him comfortable where he's able to shoot that. And you see when you watch him that eventually he's going to figure that out. Um, I just think if I was to say something that the adjustment for him is going to be um, the speed of the game, the ability to, again, I'll say this, like you can tell he's coming from guys in a system where they bump you all the time. So he has to get used to that. They, we may not, referees may not let him get away with that much bumping. Um, it's a different physicality to the way they play compared to what college basketball is. Ball handling is pretty good. Um, he's not just a five man. He can stretch the floor. Um, and he's going to get stronger. His base is going to get stronger. His balance is going to get better. Um, and. You know, like today, I had him do all guard workouts. So he did everything that a guard would do. I want to see him move like that. Okay, some of that is is very encouraging, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I, some of it might just be getting people's hopes a little too high, too, as well. Let me go. I'll, let me let you go first. What stands out to you? There was about four minutes there, him talking about Emmanuel Okorafor. What stands out to you above everything else? Well, after listening to that, I'm, I'm wondering how the hell no one else got this kid. I mean, it sounds like he's Elijah One's second coming. I mean, it's like, don't just play him tomorrow night. Yeah. Just start him and let him play 40 I mean, minutes. He's, he's at the be, two guard. I mean, Magic Johnson at the point. I mean, now, guess what? Ruben L the two. Because we've got Oka, Okoafer. It's, oh, I'm going to screw his name up. Okoafer. Okoafer. 
Did I do it right? No. no. Okay. Don't call him The Big O. The Big O. The Big O. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the Big O is going to come out and play point. Uh, I mean, he, he, I, don't, he, I guess I don't know. He didn't say anything to make me. One, I, I took I took a lot of that with a grain of salt because I have seen at least a few clips of the kid and enough to know that, I mean, yeah, he's he's in physical condition. I don't, I I, I don't know. I just I, I felt I feel like I was getting a lot of smoke kind of blown up my butt a little bit there. Yeah, and we'll find out how good he is probably this season. I think he's going to play. We'll we'll see. But also, what stood out to me more than anything, and I know he's trying to be complimentary to Okorafor, but he's talking about how. Like how hard he works and how he's he's communicating, he's screaming. <laughs> that makes the other team look the rest of the team look bad, right? Well, he says the guys are surprised at how hard he's working and how he's like yelling and doing all this stuff, and they're like laughing at him. Like, wh- what does that say about what we've been doing for the last four months? Like, <laughs> they're like they can't believe how they think it's hilarious how hard he works. I'm like, well, I mean, shouldn't I, I saw Mark Ennis did the same thing on, on Twitter earlier. If you're adding a new player to a roster at a program like Louisville in late January, shouldn't they be dying at the end of practice, right? Like, like, shouldn't you be, you know, we had all this talk about how we're going to be the most fit, in-shape team. They, did, they weren't even practicing basketball when practice started. It was just conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. If, if you just took a guy who, don't get me wrong, I know he's playing, he's been playing professionally in the, the African Basketball League, but he, they only played like eight games there. So he's been. Yeah, he only played, I think, like what, 14 minutes a game or something like that? Right. So for the most part, his basketball work for the past several months has been practice, going to that academy down there, working out with them. You would think that going from there to Louisville midseason would be a, a, a tough adjustment for him. Like they should be talking about him trying to get in shape and it's going to be a while before he, he does things our way and he, you know. You know, like all that stuff. And instead, our guys like, I can't believe this guy's actually out here trying, and this is incredible. I've never seen anything like this before. He's working hard and communicating and running. This is madness. I'm like, well, this is. I, I guess this has been part of the problem. And if you're somebody who's of the belief that it's, you know, it's all about the players and not so much about Kenny Payne, this maybe you take that and that furthers your point. You're like, these players just don't know how to work, and they're bringing in a guy who does know how to work, and it's going to be infectious. And maybe that is the point to all this. Maybe, maybe it's more about. An attitude adjustment, maybe it's more about trying to get these other guys on the roster to see somebody who really wants it that badly and try to have that carry over into their work ethics. I don't know. But just hearing that, I was like, I get that he's trying to hype up this kid and and saying things that have actually been taking place. But, my God, if they're laughing at seeing somebody who's actually working hard or as hard as they should have been working this entire time, it sheds a lot of light into why we're 2-17. and 17. Like that, I was like, you, maybe you shouldn't have said that out loud. Or maybe he, he doesn't care anymore. Maybe he's just like, I'm, like if you don't want to play, if you, we want Emmanuel Okorafor in this program. We don't want anybody else. We're gonna you're gonna be gone next year anyway. Let's get the guys who don't want to work out of here, and let's just play guys who are going to work. And if that's the case, then I'm I'm fine with that. But we'll see long term. But it, it, it did. He was built up as this guy. I mean, he can shoot it now. He can handle it a little bit. He can play not just the five, but he can do all this stuff. I'm like, he better be pretty good if that's if I mean, that's the way. You him that way. I mean, this is – people keep saying you can't compare Kenny Payne to Rick Pitino. You can't compare Kenny Payne to Rick Pitino. Well, he's hyping up his new additions the way that Rick Pitino used to hype up his new additions for I mean, sure. He's, he's telling us, he's, uh, we're going to have to wait till next year. He's going to impact the team this year and in the future. And 
He's out there running guard drills. and, and The know. only thing he was missing was calling him the greatest high school shooter that he's seen <laughs> since Mike Mara. And we would have been like, well, this is full on Rick Pitino. But besides that, he can do everything else. I mean, yeah, if you've got this guy at your disposal now, I, mean, I don't care if he doesn't understand all the plays. You throw him out there on Wednesday. Just play him. Maybe we can win 12 out here. Maybe we can get back in the NCAA tournament race with Emmanuel Okorafor. But if you throw him out there and he's just whatever, then I think at this point people are going to be a little bit disappointed. But uh, you got to do what you got to do. Kenny Payne, there was not a – this is going to shock you – not a whole lot of talk about Boston College specifically. I think that, that that game is kind of an afterthought right now. People are talking more big-picture stuff. He was asked about the passing – the the constant struggle with turnovers, the assist turnover ratio, which has been woeful since the beginning of the season, and that's one element of this year that you can say just has not gotten better. Louisville it most recently turned the ball over 17 times against Pitt and only had six turnovers. He said that every player on the team, their assist turnover ratio is a problem. He said you know, Jalen Withers, he spins every time he gets the ball. That's an issue. He has not changed that. Also, we still have guys catching the ball out of bounds. That's an issue. Yeah, I, I mean, again, it goes back to what we were talking about when we were discussing the Greer Floyd Street's Finest podcast. Stop telling us things that we know. Start telling us how they're going to get fixed. Like, like if Jalen Withers is going to keep spinning when he drives in the lane every single time and you've told him not to do this and he just keeps doing it, tell us that every time he spins, he's coming out of the game. Like, that's... I don't care if you don't have anybody good to put in. What's the worst that could happen? We could lose to Boston College and go to 2-18? and 18? People are expecting that anyway. If you want your message to get through, say, if you catch a pass standing out of bounds, you're coming out of the game. If you drive into the lane and spin carelessly into a crowd of defenders, you're coming out of the game. If you you know, throw a pass into three guys that are defending the, the high post, and it's a turnover, you're coming out of the game. Like, like That's what you need to start telling us. Because at this point, I appreciate all the work that these players have put in, the ones who are trying as hard as they possibly can to make this better than it has been. But the season's lost. At this point, it's about yeah. trying to build things that are going to help us down the line. And making it clear that the same mistakes over and over and over three and a half months into a season aren't going to be tolerated anymore is a a nice first step. Like that's what we need to start doing. Like that needs to be your mentality. We can't Kenny, we can't do this again next year, man. Like I I'll be shocked if you're not the head coach here next season. We cannot have another year like this if you want to get a year three or if you want the fan base to remain sane. You think it's bad right now? <clears throat> Imagine 12 months from now. We're sitting here and we're three and sixteen, and it's the same stuff. We got housed in our non-conference schedule. We're getting embarrassed in the ACC. I mean, if you think it's bad now, imagine then. And if you don't want that to happen, the building for next season needs to start happening right now. And if you are trying to install a culture, which we've heard so much about, start holding the players accountable for not adhering themselves to that culture, not not upholding themselves to that standards. Like that's. Those are the types of things that I want to start hearing in these press conferences. We all know Jalen Withers spins recklessly in the lane. Tell us you're going to nip it in the bud by taking him out. The, bains, the bench is the best motivator you've got. Start utilizing it. You think people are going to be mad that they see Ashton Miles DeVore come in? People don't care. People are going to be fine. Yeah, we've given up on Zan Payne coming in. I'm, start Zan. Start him on Wednesday. 
Like, like senior day out there. Start him at the point. Start a core of four at the two. That's that's fine. It, it, it can't get worse. We just want to see the effort. We just want to see the building blocks of something being, being put in place. Um, I mean, I, I do like what he's talking about. Also, like, I don't understand how you can say all those things about a core four and then be like, we don't know if we're going to play him. Like, who cares if he's not, if he doesn't know all the plays? Who cares if he doesn't know the defensive sets yet? Just throw him out there. If you've got baby Emeka Okafor on your, your bench and we're two and 17, just put him out there. Let, let, let him get some run. I'm Lajuan. fine. one. I'm fine. Hey, some, some hybrid of the two Okafor and Elijah one. <laughs> he's very physical. Uh, comes from a place where they play physical. I like that, but. Let's, let's, I want to see him now. Um, you, you can't just you can't hype up this toy and then not unwrap the package. Like like, <laughs> show us the package, Kenny. <laughs> we need to see it. We need to see it. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. Um, Texture says, "G Kenny believes in adding players that'll help the team. It would have been nice for him to have those beliefs during the off season." Yeah, I, I mean. The thing that gets me about, and it, it doesn't matter now. It's it's ancient history. It's been six months since this discussion was was really at the forefront of the the local conversation. But Kenny Payne told us in May that we needed to add players. This is after we'd gotten Brandon Huntley Hatfield, and, and this whole revisionist history about you know KP thought the roster was fine. He didn't think it was fine. He he said straight up in an interview, "We need to add more guys." And also the the other part of that revisionist history is people saying he told us this team was going to suck. Well, in the same interview, he said he thinks the team was going to be good and he thinks they can be really good if they add some of the players, some, the guards specifically that they're in on at that time. They added none of them, and we were not good. We I don't think we could have been very good if we'd gotten them. But like he told you straight up that he wanted to add guys, and then they just didn't go out and do it. I... He doesn't get a free pass for that for me. I, I'm willing to, to give him a second year and see what can happen when he has a full chance to actually use the transfer portal and hopefully get some traction on some of these 2024 and 2025 kids. But, yeah, if we're, if we're trying to look back at the, the transfer portal, so I'll never understand why more wasn't done there. Texas says, did KP know anything about a core four before he got here? How does he not know that he can, <laughs> that he can shoot? It's a fair question. He's like, well, he always saw the same video on YouTube that we did. I get. I mean, I, yeah, I know that Kenny was in California a couple weeks ago. I don't know if he made a trip to Nigeria to see Emmanuel play, but it was. I mean, how did he find this kid? I don't know. I mean, does he have a? Do we have a scout somewhere? I mean, the same kid, the same scout that found the JUCO that we can then there's nowhere online. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what's happening, but he's making us work for sure. But that was kind of interesting to be like, he can shoot it better than better than I'm like. Well. <laughs> Pleasant surprise, I guess. He, he's like, not necessarily the fact that it goes in, just the way the shot looks. I'm like, okay. Well, Texture did say in one of those clips that was on a smart mood that he was going against. Maybe that's who tipped him in on it. Could be. He's like, hey, this kid just took me to the, the woodshed. Y'all need to give him a call. It could be. I mean, he's playing. I know Honest is playing in that league with the uh, Egyptian team. that He's he's won the league a couple of times. He was the MVP of that league a couple of years ago. Honest is thriving in Egypt. He's killing it. Texture says, it sounds like this man is somewhere between NBA Montres Harrell and freshman Mango. Basically, we know nothing. <laughs> I mean, he could be, yeah, he, he could be Trez, Rockets Trez, or he could be um, freshman Muhammad Lashagay. We just, we don't, we don't know. We've got no idea. We've got, we'll find out. That's a pull out of the hat. 
Texas said, I would have loved if KP kept listing off things that are different uh, and in the U.S., getting you or different than things between Africa and the United States, getting used to the new channel listing, getting, getting used to the side of the road that we drive on, yeah. getting used to the plugs in the walls, getting used to the imperial system. It just never stopped. Getting used to the electoral college. <laughs> Not having spicy food. Getting used to the Ohio River. <laughs> Texas says, do you have a current prediction on women's seed in March Madness? Um, they're going to make the tournament. I feel confident about that. And they've got the ACC is not the best conference in women's college basketball, but it's good enough that they're going to have opportunities. They, the win over Florida State, I think, a couple weeks ago was was really big, uh, getting that win on the road. I think let – me, let me look at where they are. I'm, I'm going to say that they're going to be a six seed. That's my guess right now. Maybe a little bit lofty right now. Let's see. ESPN has them as a seven right now, so maybe not too lofty. Has them playing Mississippi State, which would be a nice little – ooh, that'd be a nice little – Spicy God, matchup. That's what I compared this to. What yesterday was the season we were his last time a seven seed. Yeah, I, I can. I, I think they're going to get up. I'll, I'll say six seed, and I think that they can be. If you're a three seed and you see Louisville popping up as your six, that's kind of a nightmare for you. And six is not a a, a bad draw. You'd rather be a six than certainly be in that eight nine death game, um, or the seven ten. Because I mean, two seed you're running into UConn and, and their ilk. Six seed, I think you can make a, a run. You you could be a that could be a regional final team. Get hot at the right time, pull one upset, boom, you're in the Sweet 16, and then maybe get a little bit lucky and play for a regional final. So that's my, my I'm right now I'm saying six. That's my my guess at the moment. Texas says, wait until Okorafor learns about Trevor Kelsey. <laughs> Blow his mind. I want to book him on the show and then just have you, like no show, just so it's you interviewing him. So you just have to say his name. <laughs> so, yeah. A co-offer, uh, Okafor. Uh, now we welcome into the show. Co-offer. The Big O. Big O. Okafor. What is it again? A core of four. Oh, core of four. There you go. Perfect. A core or four. Well. A co- now it's gone. <sighs> you had it there for a second. <laughs> then it's just gone. <laughs> Texas is Pascal Siakam. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's Pascal Siakam. Texas is Elijah Four. <laughs> Texas, I feel like, and I've this seen is our, this is our, our recap because you you know about the Lajuan stories in Louisville, right? That's right. He was we yeah, had to come here, and some some d bag at the airport was like, "Hey, go here instead," and you know, so that, that this is this is our our, our repent sport. This we're getting it back. I've seen this some variance uh, variation of this text a lot from Louisville fans. I feel like if a core four was any good, he'd be playing somewhere else, anywhere else. <laughs> if I'm wrong and he's a diamond in the rough, STP should go get all of his teammates and bring them over here as well. Here's the one, the one reason why I would push back on that a little bit because I instinctively I agree. Like like this kid, if he is this just total diamond in the rough that's going to become a gigantic college basketball player and has a professional future. Why in the hell is he coming to Louisville? Why is the hell is he coming here on January 24th? Why in the hell had nobody heard of him 10 days ago? And the answer to the first part of that question about why why Louisville, he explained it. He said Jordan Warren was a huge inspiration for me. He He's from Nigeria. I'm from Nigeria. I know about Louisville because Jordan played there. And when I came to the United States and realized I had a chance to play college basketball, I was focused on playing at Louisville. It's like Terry Rozier committed to Louisville without ever visiting the campus, never – Talked to Rick Pitino, never, 
came to U of L, never visited the facilities, never saw a game because he fell in love with the movie Through the Fire, the Sebastian Telfair movie. As much as Telfair took from us, he gave us Terry Rozier. Like sometimes kids just have that that mentality. Lamar Jackson talked about knowing Louisville because Teddy Bridgewater was a Miami legend and he went to Louisville. This that's the explanation for why he would come here. He doesn't care about being two and seventeen, but Jordan Wara played here. He wanted to play here. As far as us not having heard of him, that's probably the bigger issue. <laughs> if he's really that good, shouldn't somebody else have heard of him? Shouldn't there be some chatter about who's going to land him? Like as opposed to just popping up out of the blue on a random Thursday. Yeah, Fran Burchello, you're slipping. Come on, Fran. I mean, did, did we, he, I know he does Europe. Does he cover Africa too, right, though? I mean, that counts. He should. <laughs> Grow up, Fran. Come on, Fran. What, what, what are you doing, man? Texas chlorophyll, more like borophyll. <laughs> what are you over there dropping like a, a Sorry, or something? the jack. You know, we're getting fidgety? Texas, imagine a chlorophyll getting used to the Ohio Valley weather. One day it's 70, the next day it's snowing. <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be tough. Texas says, wait until a core four tries Arby's for the first time. Oh, he's going to be in love. He's going to, he's never, he's, he's gonna, <laughs> that fresh attitude and practice is going to go away real By fast. By the time his junior year, he looked like Troy Jackson. That's, that's, <laughs> we need to keep him away from Arby's. <laughs> love the curly fries. Texas says, did you all change the way you broadcast? It's the most clear radio reception I've ever had on this channel. It's because we're in Jeffersonville. Yeah, we're at the actual studio. That, so what we do is we, we're in, when we're in Louisville, we like remotely connect to this studio and broadcast from it. Right. Now we're just like skipping out the middleman. When we do broadcast over here, it is – I feel like people do say that they can hear it better. I like being over here. I know you do because you have other work to do here. I know. I can, it's, oh, I can do so much easier over I can do everything so much easier over here. It's just a longer trip for me, and I have to wash all my clothes immediately when I get home. Oh, it's not that bad. It is. It's that bad. You're so extreme. I'm not, Trev. Like, no, I, no. I, you do. Like, it smells like I just went through a, a, a oil change, and I was in the car being part of the oil change. It's over dramatic. I'm not. Like, the, my clothes smell. Like, the first few times I went, I was like, what is that smell? And then I finally realized it's the clothes that I've been wearing for the shows over here. It's the it's the it's my only. So what are you what are you saying about KRC? Because they're the ones that use that studio. You're saying they stink. Oh, like TJ oil? agrees. TJ says his, his wife says the same thing. Okay. <laughs> it smells like yeah. It's like I, I, I what is the smell? Tried to start like a, a weed eater and like the oil spit up on me. Like it, it's, it's just like a gassy smell. I don't smell that in here. Well, you're used to it. You you live here. Maybe it's. What it is, I'm. It's, yeah. <laughs> Texas at a core four needs to get used to the Ohio Valley allergies. My God, yeah, no kidding. Everybody at my house is sick again. I'm trying to fight it off. I feel like a little thing coming on. Poor Mary's been sick for like a week and a half. I feel like that's the one thing I didn't get hit by with God was allergies. Like he nailed me with everything else down the down the, down the tree of, of of ugly branches, but like the allergies is the one the thing I avoided. Mary also, my wife points out also that the tolls are not great, having to come across a bridge every day. You know you could skip those by going over one of the other bridges. It's But it's not fast. Like, I'm it already, it's it already a long annoying, enough trip yeah. over here for me. It's not that long. It takes 15 minutes to get here. It takes like 17 for me, and it takes like four to get to the other place. You had to add the two extra minutes. It's a, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to prove you wrong. It's not 15. It's 17. I mean, that's what it says when I get in. It'll be 17 <laughs> to 20 minutes over here. It's like five to seven. The toll is annoying, though. It is. And I, I always... 
Forget to pay. Oh, dude, I, I have I have three Riverlink envelopes sitting on my desk right I've now. Seen I've got some I, at home I, too. I gotta open them up. Because every time that I pay them, though, like we have another show over here, so I'm like, well, now I gotta pay these two. Like it's just it, they they pile up. And I wish they would just like, come out all under the same like number. Like I get like two or three of them different ones from every trip. It's like can't, you've got my license plate. Can't you just wait till the end of the month and just send it all to me at once under one like bill? The best was when I got them for the the rental car we had for a while. I was like, yep, yeah, not paying these. Oh, yeah. Why would you do that? It's like changing the oil in a rental car. It's You're not getting pointless. these. Yeah. yeah. Texas says, um, WTF, why does the office smell this way? I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. I think what I think it is, I think one, it's it's the, the what you smell, you call it oil. I think it's the smell of like old. Like, it's an old building. It's the weirdest place I've ever been to in my life. I love this building. It's because people live here. Yeah, it also do. looks like it's like office slash dentist place it's in the middle of a neighborhood it's in the middle of a very strange neighborhood it's an understatement it's it's a it's a it's a weird place <laughs> it's 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 got it's got pizzazz it's got uh... we've got six lights in the room that i'm sitting in right now <laughs> one of them works i'll say it again somebody's been killed here so there has been a murder that has taken place right where i'm sitting i would bet my life on it yeah it's called entertainment well <laughs> that too <laughs> I, I I like this building. You got you got the posters. You got the '70s steam going on on the wall. I mean, it's a little chilling here right now because it is 63 degrees. It's but, freezing. Yeah, that's why I made sure to wear the hoodie. Because I, I originally was going to wear a t-shirt today, and I was like, I know we're going over here. I'm grab the hoodie. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just, just got my TV. Got my Nintendo here. I like this. The the the, the room in there looks really cool with all the memorabilia. I, I like the studio. No disrespect to the to the other one. But the door closes here, though. That's a plus. Everyone's making some joke about how this is just the, the way Indiana smells. <laughs> that's not true. We're, we're not in New Albany. You basically just described <laughs> Southern Indiana. I think that's just how Indiana smells. Uh, someone says, surprise, Trevor the smoker can't smell. That is probably why you don't pick up on the smell. <laughs> it also be could be the fact that I've been coming here for 11 years, so I'm kind of used to it by now. Maybe. maybe I don't, And I don't know. Maybe I'm just not, you know, a whiny little... It's not wine. It smells terrible. Like I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, Texas, ooh, Mike, you may have hit something. Nil deal for the new guy. Big O tires. There you go. Didn't, didn't Kentucky call Shibway the Big O? Yeah, but it's he's like the flat O now. Well, now we got we have the bigger O. Yeah, we got bigger O. He's a little O. He's 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 the past. Texas, as long as they take him to the balloon glow, <laughs> we already got him. We don't need to take him to the balloon glow. He's he's already bought in. We don't need that. And that's the. That's the, that's like the, the the hammer of the nail. We gotta get the guy hot brown, right? Oh yeah, he'll leave it there. <laughs> Texas says, "Why don't you guys just get the Riverlink transponder and load like twenty bucks on it?" I don't even know what that is. You can get yeah, if you get the. I mean, if we're gonna come over here on a consistent basis, I would. Well, I, we're I back here tomorrow, apparently. Well, Thursday. Oh God, it's only Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow, you 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 lose me for like the last ninety minutes of the show. I got to figure that out. By the Uh-oh. way. Oh. Hope if Gary's listening, Gary, I need to give you a call. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> it snuck up on me. I'm sure, really we'll get did. that figured out at two fifty-five tomorrow. <laughs> well, no, I've long before then. Uh, TJ takes it in. Hi, said, TJ. The ghost of Kelsey Grossman yes. rules those halls. <laughs> Do you know that story? No. So TJ was living. His first house was in St. Matthews, and I don't know. TJ's a ghost guy. He's he's all spooky. He loves ghosts. I like to humor him because I don't believe in him. And, like, he had some kind of thing where you could, like, look up the history of your house. Like, okay, I like you, that. You could pay for this thing. So I did it. I was like, I'll do it for you. 
I proved it by sending him like a screenshot of like me paying for it. Like it was like ten bucks or something. And the history of his house like wasn't anything spectacular. I want to because it's an old St. Matthew's house. You know the you know the the, the works. They're they're built in, like the thirties and forties. And like so I sent him this message that the, I made a fake uh, review. It said like Martha Grossman had been murdered in this house, like <laughs> this horrible, like nasty way. And the only reason I went with that name was because I was working with Jack at the time. So Jack was like, I was like, what's called Martha Grossman? And so we and like TJ believed it because he had the receipt. He like he knows I'm not making it up. He sees I paid for this. And uh we had we had him going for a good whole show, I think. And then finally we just let him off the hook. And That's a good one. He, he so for a while he's thinking his house was haunted. <laughs> but Sean Myers just tweeted in a picture of you on the sidelines during the year of the Cardinal wearing that Nautica shirt, gigantic polo, and your hair gelled, it looks like. Well, wait a minute, what? No, first of all, I've never I, I don't I've never did hair gel. Is it just wet? Probably. It look it, it's gelled and it's definitely combed to the side. Where is where's this picture at? It's on Twitter. Twitter. Who, who tweeted it out? Rashawn. Oh, okay, Rashawn. I'm going to look. He up. tagged you in it. You're, you're, so you should be Oh, well, I'm on the station account. That's why. Uh, Texas says, Project Pat. I love that. Everybody's like, it sounds so good, this guy on Twitter. Anyway, you can get your stations to come in better. I'm trying to listen, but cannot tune in. Well, today's the day that it should sound better. So, uh, Texas, where in Jeff where is this? Where the hell did that picture come from? I love it, though. You look very. That wasn't. No, that's not combed over. That's just, it's just cut short. Why is it all combed to the right? It's not. It's just. It's just. It's just short. It's not to the right or left. It's just down. So every one of your hairs just going straight to the right is just. Oh, I guess it has combed over a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Come on, man. I didn't realize that. God, how young am I in that picture? It. That's only what ten years ago. It looks like it could be fifty. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, we both aged. It happens. <laughs> yeah, it's a Nautica shirt though. First of all, Rashawn, why do you have that picture on your phone? Who cares? I mean, I love it. I never knew I had that. How did I don't even remember taking that picture? Also, look at that stadium. It's like <laughs> it's completely full. There's people there. It's unbelievable. What kind of special effects are you pulling here? The flight deck is totally full. <laughs> look, it's Photoshop. It's the most shocking part of the entire picture. What game was that, I wonder? It looks like UK is warming up in the background there, which would make sense. Okay. Texas, whoa, whoa, whoa. It does not smell in Indiana. Have you driven over the Sherman Minton lately? It smells like poop the entire way to downtown Louisville. <laughs> I mean, Louisville did quite literally start smelling because we had so, was it, we had so much rain that the sewers started. Uh, the, somebody explained it. Like, it was smelling everywhere throughout this, not just Rubber Town. There was like a foul odor all over across the city. So maybe we have no room to talk right now. But, but yeah. Uh, Texas, high card stalker. Texas, John Bull has been to this building three times for investigative reporting stories. Oh, it would not shock me. Every time I come in, every time I pull down the Magnolia, there's always like people doing stuff in that little woodsy area. And it, it you mean the woodsy area behind us? No, like to the right, like on the right side of the street. Okay. Well, you love how like there's two like different like compound houses. I mean, like one of the, on your right. Well, real, real quick, my point yeah. is, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I know they're up to no good because the way they look at me when they drive by is like, oh my God, somebody's coming. And I'm like, I don't know what these people are. I want to go talk to them. We need to bring them on the show. Like the two houses when you first pull in, like there's one on the right that has like, it's like a bit, it's it's actually a very big house, but it's like surrounded by a giant privacy fence with like a lock on it. And, and then there's the one on the left that has like the metal fence around yeah. it, which that house kind of reminds me of like the house from the Burbs. Like there's some, I know there's like, there is something weird probably going on there. Uh, and then yeah, you have the um, the the trail the like the the stuck in home trailer park like it's a tra- it's like a trailer but it's in the middle of a regular neighborhood. 
Texture says the Big X feels like one of those feel-good public interest stories about a group of high schoolers who start their own business that does surprisingly well out of the gate. Fast forward six months and all the equipment is broken and you wonder every day what's going to screw up next. I still love you guys, though. We, we love you, too. Uh, not six months. We've been here 11 years, baby. Still love you. Still love you, too. Um, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, people have – this is the thing. We, I, we started the show talking about how I don't know what we discussed in this basketball season anymore. The Big X building is the thing that has taken off the most. This is what people want to talk about. There is there is an article about a possible haunting in this building, though. We need to read that. I, like, if you Google, like, WXVW and, uh, like, because like, this building's from, like, the 60s. I'm telling you somebody has been killed here. There's no no doubt whatsoever just, in my mind. Just good radio, baby. 502-414-1450 to the Thornton Sex Line. We'll read some more from you guys coming up after the break. Keep it locked right here on 1450 The Big X. Yeah. Welcome back in to the UofL College of Business Satellite Studios here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. I looked up WXVW Haunted during the break. (laughs) You found it. I didn't find anything, but there is a a whole website talking about stories from... You know, the the station, when it was first up, there are a bunch of pictures from, like, the 60s that are yeah. out there where you can still see the studio. It's, it's pretty cool. That's, do, that's the studio, like, on the other side of you. That was the one's picture, I think it was, was. Now, they did say, like, in 2008 that the, they're like, this, it's now vacant. It's no longer used. I'm like, well, this has been, I guess, an old article. But um, it is. It is. They have some cool stories there. Larry King got, started doing stuff on WXVW. Yeah. His first show was, was broadcast here. Um they don't talk about the smell at all. It's not doesn't come it's, up. I think I, I was thinking about this. I think the smell you're, descri- you're trying to describe. You keep saying motor. It's a. It's just like an old musty smell. It's just the smell of just an old building. It's I don't know. I mean, whatever it is, just clings to you. I just, guess. Just, it just clings to you. Like it just. That's the only thing that I don't like. I've got to wear something that I know is about to get washed anyway when I come <laughs> over here. I'm probably just gonna wear. I'm probably just like put these clothes aside and just wear them again on Thursday. Mr. King Rutherford over there. I mean, I'm sorry. Like I. I'm a... I'm royalty. I don't like terrible smells. <laughs> I'm royalty. I don't like it when people run away from me when I walk into my house. Ooh. <laughs> Who runs away from what? <laughs> my daughter won't give me a hug when I come back from, from the Jeffersonville shows. She's like, oh, my God. This is, that's, I mean, that's not a bad thing, right? You want some alone time? Maybe do the show here on Wednesdays. So you can go home and watch Louisville game without being bothered. Just sticking up the couch. <laughs> Just walk in there from Louisville from the show here. Kids, daddy, daddy. Oh, uh, got, got a Louisville to watch. It's basement time. <laughs> it's basement time. You, not me. <laughs> I'm staying up here. Uh, 502-414-1450. <laughs> we'll take a few more texts here. Wrap up this hour. And then I uh, turn the the page to the five o'clock hour. Texas, I'm getting a mold vibe from uh, there. If people's clothes stink after being there, there's no mold. Maybe I was gonna say how 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 sure are you? You actually like you just recently conducted an inspection. Well, if King of the Hill taught us anything, there's mold everywhere. I I 
thoroughly believe that. I think some places more so than others. I did not get to, people are asking about the the F Joe Biden house. I did not come that way. I, I came the the second exit, the quicker where you passed like the Jeffersonville High School basketball oh, the Biden house, Yeah, yeah, the Biden house. I didn't see. I may need to go back that way after the show to see if the, the flag is back flying. Because they take it down for Christmas. The the F. Joe Biden flag was not there. you got to show, show the holiday spirit, right? Not for Halloween, apparently. Apparently Halloween, you can have it flying proudly over the the scary stuff. But they had the all the Christmas, you know, Norman Rockwell, Americana house decorations up there. And they went with just two American flags. The Scott Frost painting. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, DJ Yates used to just sit in this chair and produce me when I was in that chair. Says I used to do the same thing, Mike. Wear certain clothes to the studio. You have to. Like I, I legitimately was dressed ready to walk out the door today, and I was like, uh, "Nope, I'm going with that. that. I'm changing that up. I'm putting that on." When I start working with a bunch of princesses, I swear. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I don't like the smell attached to me. It's, it's gross. Um, I don't like your face. You're very defensive <laughs> of the studio. I, it's my studio. I'm gonna defend it. I mean, it's everybody's studio. <laughs> it's everybody's It's actually Dugan's one. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Texas says, judging by uh, Gary's appearances on the show, he is definitely not listening. I think that's probably a safe assessment. <laughs> Who's that? So you, you're like, oh, Gary, if you're listening, like, I mean, oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, judging by Gary's appearance, he's definitely, Gary's not listening to us. No, Gary's got not. better things to do. He's not listening. I love Gary so much. Whenever he chimes in, whenever something like tickles him, his laugh is so infectious. Especially since we didn't like, like his brother owned like Toy Tiger. And, yeah, like he just comes at you with like this all this like knowledge you don't expect. He always dropped. Well, he's got well, great there was stories. something else that came up too that he brought up. I can't remember what it was. The Toy Tiger was. He explained out, why we like like why we observe daylight saving time. It's all about the Ford Ford plant. Remember that? He, oh, was that, that what thing? it was? Okay. But he also like I love talking to him and stuff that we can't talk about on air, like off air, because he used to work with with John Ramsey and John's brother, who I know really well, and he's got very very funny stories from their times together that are probably not on air appropriate. Oh. I know Gary's got Gary's got great stories. Gary's awesome. We gotta let Gary. We gotta release Gary into the wild and let him them talk. Tell these stories. I know we do, because especially since you know he doesn't really like talking about sports, which is fine. I mean, we don't really either right now, so yeah. <laughs> he'll fit right in when we have him back on. Uh, Tex says. What if TK was a ghost? We might have a sixth sense situation happening here. <laughs> I, how would that work though? Because we'd have to both be dead. Because I could, or am I the one who sees ghosts? Maybe you just you just see dead people. Yeah, you're the, you're the, you're the kid. And all the listeners here though too. That's well, they can hear me, but they can't see me. That's not that wasn't the plot of Sixth Sense. That was. <laughs> I don't think that's the way it worked. I, don't know, I thought that movie was overrated anyway. Did you see the commercial? Did you see the previews for like his new movie coming out? And Matt Shyamalan? Yeah, he's, they did, I guess they did during the playoffs. They ran like a, they just said, now sneak preview of the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, Knock at the Cabin, or something it's called. I bet there's a twist. Uh, it's, of course there's a twist. I bet there's a twist. Appa- I, I don't know the whole, the, what the twist will be. I'm sure it'll be dumb, but apparently Batista and some buddies are like kidnapping a family at a cabin and they said they have to kill one of them or they're going to, they're going to send an apocalypse among the world or something. Okay. I don't know how Batista's doing that, but you know. Twist, they're aliens. <laughs> I like, did you, I, I know you've watched a couple of the Nate Bargatze specials. Did you, h- have you heard his spiel on Sixth Sense? Who's that? Nate Bargatze. He has a stand up. Yeah, a, the guy you like. Yeah, yeah. He has a spiel on Sixth Sense where he talks about how he's like, he's like, you can never make that movie now. It's like, they're like, did you know he died? Like, yeah, they show it to you right at the beginning of the movie. He gets yeah. shot, like the first scene. And they're like, y- you were more likely back then to believe that this man had not talked to his wife for an entire year 
than it was that he was actually dead. They're like, I get it. It's a movie about marriage. It's a movie about how hard it is. I, I understand. They like, still about stand up. I said that the, the movie that came out, I was like, listen, you A, yes, you see him shot at the beginning, so where's this twist at? And B, no one shows up late to an anniversary dinner and gets ignored by his wife. She's yelling at that dude. Yeah. Was, and he just sits there and shouldn't say a word. I was like, come on, he's dead. I'm the whole movie, I'm like, he's dead. Looking back at it now, it's you're not, like, how did you not how did we not get that? I that's why ki- again, Stir Echoes, which came out before it, was a better movie. I never saw Stir Echoes. It's with uh, Kevin Bacon and um oh, I forget who else is all in it, but it's starring Kevin Bacon. Texas says y'all need to start burning candles and invest in like a wallflower. If you burn a candle here, I think it would just like explode. <laughs> I tried to light it up here. Gas leak in here. Just blow up. <laughs> Texas, the only thing worse than the Louisville basketball team is the Big X AM FM signal. We're we're working on it. We're we're trying. I I promise. What are you good. talking about? Our signals are good, decent. I, I mean, I think it's getting better. I hope we do have people talking about it every day. I I think we're. We're trying. We got look. We have people listening from all over now. People are all over the city trying to listen. You stream it, yeah. And, and sometimes, well, TuneIn app gets wonky. We're, we're we're trying to make this as we're going to get bigger. We're going to get better. We're going to get X here. It's going to get it's going to get better. Texas Trevor's new favorite player. Um, word on the street: the new guy hates salad. Really? <laughs> oh, 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 uh, Ocofer? Uh, Apparently, Ocofer? the big uh, O. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna get this right. Oak for oak 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 or fur oak or fur No. A chloroform. Chloroform. Yes. Fentanyl last year, chloroform this year. Fentanyl chloroform. There it is. <laughs> Texas Signs is my personal favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie. Well, you know the big issue with Signs. It sucked. I'm not an M. Night Shyamalan fan. I'm sorry. It's, I just I think he's overrated. The big issue with Signs is these aliens that are way more intelligent than us, that it can yeah. travel from plan, you know, galaxy to galaxy, they choose to invade a planet that is 75% made up of their only weakness, which is water. It's got, it, no, no movie disappointed me more than, than... The only movie ranked right there was like World, World of the, War of the Worlds, where it's like... The original they, War of the Worlds is good. Yeah, but the remake was Sucked. awful. I mean, aw, bad. I mean, just so bad, like I wanted to walk out of it, but I couldn't because I was on a date bad. Like, it was... Yeah. Now, the... And it ends with like it didn't even tell you. It's like, oh, by the way, we one of them sneezed on the alien. Now they're all dead. <laughs> it it does end abruptly. <laughs> That's how it ends. In signs, I also like. So at the beginning of the, of the movie, there are all these crop circles popping up that are made. You know, they go to sleep. Farmers go to sleep at night. There's nothing there. They wake up in the morning. These elaborate crop circles are done. Are the feet of these aliens burning? There's dew on those that grass. <laughs> it's actually pee. Now the, the it's alien. Well, that's, yeah. that's some water. The first time you saw that movie, though, the jump scare that happens when Joaquin Phoenix is watching the the news story did that get you a little bit? That got me. Not remembering, no. That was the one thing that I liked about M. Not Shyamalan movies. It's also would, been a long time since I've seen it, so I, there, it is it is big in my mind. I did like he would show you the monster when you weren't expecting. Like there was he he wouldn't like build it up. He'd show it to you early and like at an unexpected time. And it was, it was that part was good. He's same thing in the village. He kind of. Showed oh. you the monster. Village was not good, but the, the the first time you see the monster, it definitely is scary. I mean, don't get me wrong. The villages they're all still better than Lady in the Water. I never saw that. I heard it was terrible. And and I, oh, yeah. so bad. And then the one, I guess the ones after that I haven't seen. Well, the new one he's released. And there's the one where he's on the beach and they all get old or something. Yeah, that was newer, but I never that saw that. That was the newest either. one since, other than the one of now Batista that's, you know, apparently maybe an alien or not. Texas says, Trevor, just think of chloroform or just call him the Nigerian freak. Uh, well, one, I'm going to screw that one up and call him Nigerian Nightmare constantly because of, of Okoye, but chloroform is what I'm going to go with. Okay. 
Chloroform without the claw, so it's oroform. Texas says, is Trevor doing a bit? This name is not that hard to pronounce. I can't. No, I really can't do it. There's certain words I can't pronounce at all. If you've listened to the show, I think you know that he's not doing a bit. Like, there are certain, like, words that I just, I, I, I don't know. I just cannot get them to come out of my mouth properly. There's a, there's a mm. couple other ones, too, and when they come down the road and we'll come to them, you'll, you'll discover it. Okay. Like, like uh, the, the, the one that, that Charlie Dale screws up, the, the, the full-on rapist one. <laughs> <laughs> Philanthropist? Yes, I can't ever do that word right. I always sound like Charlie Day. <laughs> Texas, honestly, all you have to do is stream it on your phone or online somehow, and you get a great sound. I had to stop using TuneIn because they were just cutting with random commercials in the yeah, middle I, of your all set. I've heard that too. I hate TuneIn. I stream off your website length. Yeah, you have to refresh it a few times an hour to get the skipping to stop. But other than that, it's good like 90% of the time. There you go. There's a ringing endorsement. It is better than TuneIn. I hate TuneIn too. We, we get that complaint on the text line a lot Drives from people who says we're talking and then it will just cut to commercial, yep. which is is annoying. Like if you if you get their like subscription, it won't do that. <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, that's up to you. People are now trying to help you pronounce like uh, U-H, core, C-O-R-E, <laughs> uh, four, uh, the number. <laughs> the problem is I'm going to keep forgetting when it comes down to it. Like it's... Why can't it just be Okafer? Well, it's not. I mean, it's it things easier on us, buddy. Why can't your name just be Tom? <laughs> yes, it is. Texas, name the other M. Night Shyamalan movies where a character's weakness is water. Is there another one? Is it Lady in the Water? No, well, that it. was like a mermaid or something. I forget. I don't remember. I think I've only seen those three M. Night Shyamalan movies. I, that was when I got on. I remember my roommate ordered it on, like, on demand Lady when I was in, in Western. I remember I was, the, the trailer. So annoying. <laughs> Lady in the water. I remember it had Paul um, Giamatti or whatever in Did it. it. Yeah, and then it's got a guy who has one arm that's like completely bulk, and the other arm looks normal, which is really weird to see. It's like the two things I remember about the movie. Texas says, Trevor, does anything... Okay, I can't, I can't read that. It's a, <laughs> it's a take off of what you just said before that I don't think you caught about things coming out of your mouth properly. <laughs> I actually have the text line available to me now. Oh, you do? So, yeah. Uh, you can see it's the second one down. Yeah, I see. Um, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Only one person or three people get the the, the, the the reference to my answering this. That's fine. And yes, it does. <laughs> Texas Trevor is like Superman if Superman's kryptonite was basic cognition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're just... I can't help it. Everyone has their own ticks. Everyone... Like, is there a word that you can't pronounce? I'm sure there is. I mean, You've come across. I mean, there, there's a few I know other than just Okafor. Damn it. The extra syllable comes before the four. Oak, O, four, or. No, a cora four. Cora four. God, better be good. If he lights it up, you have to talk about him a lot. I know. He's got to be good. If he's, if he's good, I got to learn how to pronounce it. Scoot says uh, it's horrible. Scoot says the 9-11 episode with Lois of Family Guy is one of my favorite episodes it's right up there with the 420 episode also nicely done TK play on photograph uh, after mentioning that you had a pic of Say laying somewhere around the house <laughs> that, was a, that was unintentional I think that was, yeah I think that was unintentional that was unintentional but it worked out perfectly yeah the, 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 the horse she went for mayor and she ends up being corrupt yeah it's pretty good it's a solid episode alright take a break 5 o'clock hours on the way next we'll get into some nonsense more text from you guys at 502-414-1450 and uh, I don't know we'll, we'll send gauge, words to see if I can say them we'll see what Trevor can pronounce and what he can't pronounce coming up after the break keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X Ooh. 
like you're leaving when I know the other Okay, are all the songs today one-word titles? Say it again. Are all the songs one-word titles? You're on the right path with the, uh, the titles. Not we've, one we've word. Photograph. We've got jump. What else have we had today? Well, the last last hour you had good feeling. Ah, damn. Are they just actions? <laughs> Do you give up? Uh, no, we have one more song left. Okay. We got one more song left. Uh, you're going to recognize the title. Okay. I'm excited. Um, I, I just saw this just pop in. By the way, welcome on, welcome into the, th- the fifth hour, the third hour, the five o'clock hour. Good Lord. <laughs> Where have you been the first two hours? <sighs> uh, of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, the big X. If you're joining the show, you've missed nothing, really. We've uh, we've we've talked about <laughs> why nobody can get into college basketball. We talked about it. the podcast. Emmanuel Okorafor. <laughs> we've talked about. Okorafor. Uh, no, you, you did it during the break, right? Ah. A core ruffor. A co, a co, a, a co. I swear, dude, this dude just. Trevor can't do it. Have you seen? I uh, know uh, 04. A co, oak 04. No. There's a aura. Instead of saying a co, say a cora. A cora four. There you go. Boom. Did I just nail it? Yeah, perfect. A cora four. Perfect. Yeah, hey, look at that. You can teach. There it is. I get my – this always happens during the 5 o'clock hour because I get the email like right at 5. It's usually like the people.com email. I don't know how I got on this. But it's usually Prince Harry, something with the Royals. But today it's <laughs> Scotty Pippen's ex-wife, Larsa, who's been – This is such an obscene, weird story. I know. She's the one who's dating like – she's dated like all these pro basketball players and all stuff. And she's now dating Michael Jordan's son, Marcus. And I guess they've gone Instagram official, according to people. They're they're posing. Their first picture together is posing in front of a flower Michael Jordan jersey. This is like is that. How you announce relationships nowadays? You have to be an Instagram post together. Pretty much. It's the way ce- celebrities do it. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. They do it. Okay. If you're, I mean, because Scottie Pippen, let's be real, was always at least a little bit jealous of Michael Jordan. He was the oh yeah, he was jealous of Tony Kukoc at one point. Yeah, he, I mean, he's Robin Jordan's Batman. This is his ex-wife, and she's now getting, you know. She's she's hanging out with Jordan's kids driving the lane with like you know Batman's son. This is this has to be just a huge blow for him. And also she's she's going back and forth from like all these different old NBA players that are half of Scotty's age. It's a weird thing. It's it's a weird story. I don't know if you're Pippen. Does it really bother you though? Yeah, I don't see. I don't think it would really bother me. Like I don't care if what my exes are what or who they're doing. Like, I mean, it's his ex. I mean, who cares if she's – she wants to stoop down to the, the second-tier family tree of the Jordan Jordan group, then that's fine. I mean, you can say Isn't that. Isn't she like 30 years older than him anyway? Than Marcus? Yeah. Yeah, that's – I mean yeah, – I, I, My point is it's weird. It, it's very I mean, strange. it's weird, but if I'm Pippin, it wouldn't, like, bug me, like, who she's sleeping with. It's just – I would just think it's weird that she's sleeping with a, somebody 30 years younger than her. I, I bet it bugs him a little. I mean – I don't think it would bug Jordan more. Maybe. I mean, Jordan's got a lot more going for him. I mean, Scotty's great. Don't get me wrong, but he's not. He's not Michael Jordan. I bet you Jordan slept with her too. 
It's possible. It's just <laughs> <laughs> And then he have two sons, wasn't it? Marcus and another like Yeah, they're twins. So I wonder I wonder if is she dating both? No. Does she know that? Yes. <laughs> you think they're pulling a little twin magic? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know, Trevor. I love it when you get when I when I make you feel awkward. It doesn't make me feel awkward. I just don't know what 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 you're talking about. Good magic, the switcheroo without the knowing. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's happening. Yeah, okay. I don't don't think that's happening. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton Sacks line for this hour. By the way, we've got uh, we, we talked about miscast roles early in the show. We we basically we've been trying to do everything we can besides fall into the same cycle of little basketball sucks. What can we say about it? There's. I tell you what we need. And who's the Oscars the... got announced. We haven't gone over that yet. God, we can, I guess. The real villain in all of this is Jeff Brom. Because, I mean, what the hell, man? We need another transfer. We need so Give us something to talk about. Give us some good recruiting news. Slacking, Jeff. We can spend like three seconds talking about how the men's track and field is number 18 in the preseason rankings. Ooh, wow. Boom. Done. There it is. Top 20 team. Well, we got through that faster than they finish off a meet. Hey! I'm done. I'm out. I like that. Peace. <laughs> The point again being, there's only so much you can do. There's only, there's only so much. You can, so it, it, I mean, do we just play? Has Trevor heard of this Oscar nominee? Well, or what? Hear Trevor's ninety-year-old man voice and anger in a forty-two-year-old man's body. You can talk about. It. I mean, I don't know why I'm, I'm singling you out. I haven't heard of any, seen any of these movies either. I've heard of some of them. Now, I've, I've not seen any of them. I probably haven't seen them because I'm the guy that like watches the the, uh, the movies after they've been nominated a lot of times. Sometimes, not always. That's what I used to do too. Like, it, like I, I feel like I would see some of them, and then after the after the Oscars happened or when the nominees came out, I would try to get see as many of them before the show started as possible. And now I just don't see it. Well, who's been nominated then? Just for Best Picture, starting with Best Picture. Okay, well, hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh, okay. Um, Best Picture. That's the only one we really care about, right? It's the big one. Yeah. Obviously. The granddaddy of them all. It's, 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 yes. All Quiet on the Western Front. Not familiar with it. Avatar The Way of Water. We're both familiar with that. Yeah, we'll watch it. The Banshees of Inna Sharon. Sounds very... I've never heard of that. Irish. Elvis. That's being nominated? Oh, it's, people think he's going to win. Again, he's, the Oscars have become the NBA Hall of Fame. You've never even seen it. I don't have to say The trailer alone looks corny. The trailer looks corny, so you're casting all your judge. You haven't seen any of these movies. That's not Besides true. Top Gun, which you, we know how you feel about that. Yeah, well, Top Gun being nominated is a joke in its own right. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which I have heard really good things about. Yeah, that one I have, and I do want to watch that. The Fablemans. I've never heard of that. Not familiar with it. Tar, I'm assuming that's a, it's T A with a uh, apostrophe over it. R. Let them have their tar tar sauce. Top Gun Maverick, <laughs> great movie. You've never even seen, have you seen it? No, I've seen it. <laughs> you haven't even seen. <laughs> Triangle of yeah, Sadness. I mean, the movie is supposed to be the next great thing since The Godfather. Why haven't you watched it? Because I, I haven't seen a movie in like a year and a half. You know, it takes you a year and a half to watch a movie. It, it's, you're not wrong. Triangle of Sadness. It's uh, what you call it's the, the tale of the Louisville 2023 the season. Indiana Louisville Kentucky basketball <laughs> yes. season. That's pretty much what that is. The documentary on Louisville and UK and Indiana this year. And finally, Women Talking. Well, I don't want to watch that. Women be talking, Trev. <laughs> women be talking. You know, you know women. It's actually shopping, but yeah. They be talking. <laughs> uh, so those are your, was it 10 nominees for Best Picture? Uh, let's see here. Oh, that's got Frances uh, McDormand. I, I, I love her. Academy does too. Yeah, they should. She's a great actress. I've got a – this is a, a a genuine feeling that I have, and I want to know your thoughts on this. 
because maybe this may be a musty take, this may be an old take, this may be just a unpopular take. Because the Austin Butler kid's going to win for his impression of Elvis. He's going to win Best Actor. I feel like we give away Best Actor and Best Actress too often just to the person who has like the best impression. Like, like Philip Seymour Hoffman was great as Truman Capote, but everyone's like, it's done. He's going to win because he can do Capote's voice and his mannerisms really well. It was, it was a good movie. It was a good, I, I liked Capote. Yeah. I like Philip Seymour Hoffman though anyway. But I feel like we just give this award away to like, if you have, if you're playing Joe Schmo and you do a fantastic job of, of getting into this character's emotions and going through what they're going through and, you know, relaying those emotions on the screen so that they translate perfectly to the audience, you still have no chance to win this award if somebody comes out there and does a perfect Elvis impression for 90 minutes on the big screen. I feel like it's kind of bull. I feel like it's kind of BS. Well, like, we just give it away to whoever's the best impressionist. I tell you, let's test your theory, okay? Okay. Let's look at the last few years of Oscar winners for Best Picture, Best best Actor. Okay. Last year, Will Smith doing Richard Williams. There you go. Which, by the way... I don't know why he won. That was horrible. That's when I started really giving up on the Oscars. Last year was when you when you just gave up. Starting to because Keys and Richard was not a good movie either. Um, had no business at the Oscars. The, let's see here. The one before that was Anthony Hopkins and the Father, which I never saw. So, but he played a guy named Anthony, so it could have been that hard. Before that was the Joker, jo- uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin, Joaquin, whatever. But then we get back to more. Here, here we go. Gary Oldman, Winston Churchill. There you go. Darkest Hour. Um, uh, uh, the Remy Malik, Freddie Mercury. Yep. I mean, he was great. Yeah, but it's an impression. Then we have Casey Affleck, who played Lee Chandler, Manchester by the Sea, which is an awesome film, by the way. I never saw it. Oh, it's depressing, but really good. I've heard that. I, I still probably need to. Really see good it. movie. Um, the Leonardo DiCaprio from Relevant, which he won because he should have got with Wall Street, and the Academy likes to reward people when they screw up the year before. He fought, he fought a bear. <laughs> it's not even his best movie. Got massacred okay. by bear. It's not. Yeah, I'm with you there. Like, but that was that was that was the the equivalent of Crash winning. Like, it's like we should have given it traffic. We screwed up. Let's give it to Crash. Well, I think it was more the equivalent of Scorsese winning for The Departed. Like, not his best movie, but it was more like yeah, a lifetime achievement. Exactly, thing. and that's that's where the academies have kind of started to slip with me on this stuff. Um, let's see, Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Buyers Club was a real person. He was. It was a good movie, by the way. But Excellent. not really like a big impression. Like he, I think it was just a good. Like, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Daniel Day Lewis. There you go. I mean, I'm back in 2012 here. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm going to leave the guy who played the artist alone because I don't know it. Uh, Colin Firth, King George the Fourth or Fifth, Sixth. I can't For remember the King's Speech. Yep. Never saw that movie by the way. It was good. I liked it. That's just 2010s. That, I mean, that, that that I'm telling you that follows your we just your mindset. We just you know there've been more biopic movies like that since then but sometimes they just the actors don't do a great job but if you do a great job impersonating a legendary historic figure like you automatically have the inside track to win best actor and i feel like that's not fair god that's that capote was 2005 by the way it's like giving the best <laughs> the coach of the year award to the biggest overachiever like if, if you you know that's fine but don't penalize coaches for having appropriately realistic preseason expectations and living up to them. You know, just call it the most, the biggest overachiever award. Call it the overachieving coach of the year award. Like, as much as I dislike him and as much as I thought it was funny at the time, John Calipari didn't win AP coach of the year when he was freaking undefeated. Because <laughs> they, they, they gave that award out going into the NCAA tournament and they gave it to Tony Bennett. And I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, he won every, if you win every game that's on your schedule, not to get the award. <laughs> you think you should win coach of the year. Like, that's the, it should be a kind of the way that this works. And sometimes it didn't, which is fine, but like, just call it what it is, which is overachiever of the year award. Johnny Depp was nominated for his Captain Sparrow uh, role. I knew that. 
You know, he lost to Sean Penn from Mystic River, which is another really awesome movie. Mystic River's a good movie. Yeah, really good. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like that. I guess that's not bad because he, he does a good role in that movie. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's fine. He's I, I enjoy the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I, the I saw the first and the second one. I never watched it yet. The second one's okay. It's I like the second one. It's not bad. Did you I'm watch? I didn't get nominated. It was, I mean, it's it's the same level, I guess, as Maverick, but I mean, it didn't get nominated. Can we talk really quickly an actual sports thing? We we mentioned Aww. we mentioned sort of the Baylor Kansas game last night in passing because the conversation was about how Louisville fans, I think, are having a more difficult time than usual getting into college basketball. I think you're seeing a lot of Louisville fans who are just spending their nights doing anything else because. These games don't impact them anymore. I mean, we're not in the national conversation, so watching Baylor-Kansas does not have an effect on your seed or your chance to make the NCAA tournament or anything like that. And I think Louisville fans, a lot of them have just kind of checked out. I don't know if people – because this typically in a normal year would move the needle big around here. I mean, Duke got beat last night on Big Monday on national TV. Saw that, yeah. They got beat by Virginia Tech, who was 1-7 in the league but still was favored in that game last night. How worried are we about – John Shire kind of being a little bit of a bust first year at Duke. They should not be this bad, and they're not They're not great, Trev. Are they that bad? I don't mean their record isn't that bad, is it? They're 14-6. and six, They're 5-4 and four in the ACC. The conference record does stick out like a sore thumb. Because the ACC is not good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's – I mean, if you look at it from a hole and say 14-6, and six, that's not great. Well, here's the problem. But it's, that, that doesn't sound awful, but when you say it – with the conference record, that's like, ooh, that's not as good as it maybe could be. They're 31 on Ken Palm. They don't really like, – they've got a couple of decent – they beat Xavier, who's good, uh, early in the season on a neutral court. They beat Ohio State, who's pretty good at home. They don't have any other big-time wins. Purdue killed them. Kansas beat them. They played their typical pansy-ass con- non-conference schedule and beat nobody else there. No. And their conference losses are not great. Like, Wake beat them, who's – kind of a bubble team. NC State beat them by 24, who's a bubble team. Clemson beat them handily, who's, I think, a bubble team. And Virginia Tech, who's not even a bubble team, beat them last night. They do have – they won a game that they should have lost over the weekend against Miami um, at home by two. There you go. That's clearly their best win in conference play. They've beaten BC, Pitt, and Florida State outside of that. And those games, they've more or less looked shaky. They beat BC away by one. The big issue for them is they suck on the road. Like they have been a terrible road team. Their only road win so far this season is that Boston College uh, win by just a point. And in case you're wondering, of course, they play us at, at home this year. So that's that's would love to get them at the Yum Center. Sure, we get to win. That's not going to happen. I thought you said we play. I, th- I thought we played them at home. We, we played them on the road this year. We played them on the road this year. I thought we had them at home for some reason. We get Carolina twice. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. But we get uh, we just get Duke the one time. I, I take it back. We only get Carolina the one. We get Carolina at home, which we already lost to, and we yeah. get Duke on the road. Um, so. Not calling that guarantee. No, that's not not a guarantee. But are we worried about John? Do we start need to do do the Coach K bat signal alert level? Could K come back, sweep in, and save the day next year? Because look, Shires, you can say you know people are like I saw one Duke fan who runs a website who's like we're acting like we're Kenny Payne bad this year, which I'm like please don't use that as a as a saying. We 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 understand where we are, but the big difference between Shire disappointing in year one. And pain disappointing in year one is Shire's killing it on the recruiting trail. Like they've got, they are loaded with their freshman class next year and, and for the future. Like they've got dudes coming in, but they got dudes right now. Yeah, they I shouldn't mean, be this bad. I and mean, we got four guys ranked in the like the top twenty uh, that are all like top twenty recruits. I yeah. mean, including a couple of them, 
I mean, I'm just looking at the reference page, but I mean, they've got one guy listed number one, number four, number 20, and 22. I mean, all within the last two years, number one and two for 2022 in terms of uh, yep. uh, Lively and company. But uh, it, I think it's ironic because, I mean, I, what, what's the one thing like of all the, you hear a lot of things when it comes to Coach K and his tenure and his history and his, what he's did and what he didn't do, what yada, yada, yada. But the one thing, like the one story you always hear about is how they were so patient with him. He didn't do this in his first two years. We had a the class that saved Coach K in year four, year five, whatever it was in 1986, maybe even year six. You know, like, and now here we are, like, one half a season into this guy's first year, and we're like, send him out of here on a rail. Let's get him going. He can't do it. It's like, all you, that's, that's one of the top three or four things I hear about Coach K on a regular basis when you would talk about his legacy is, how, you know, he didn't do this right away, and he had a struggle, and it's, I mean, the times are different, but look at it. Well, where's that patience now? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the big difference is... Other than the fact you have, like, six guys in the top seven of the McDonald's All-American team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the big difference is Duke had never won a national title when K took over. The, the standards were Well, but yeah, but they'd high. been two years removed from a Final Four. They, they, the standards were high, but they weren't, they weren't where they are now, which is... And you knew this going in. You're taking over for... Arguably, I don't think he is, but arguably the best coach in the history of college basketball. And the irony, and he took over for a pretty good coach. And was it what was it, Bill Bill McCaffrey? What was the the coach that he took over for? Uh, Foster. Foster. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Billy Foster. Yeah, uh, who? Yeah, had been to multiple Final Fours. He'd been to multiple. I think. Well, he went to '78. I don't think he was. Well, he wasn't there when they went in 66, I guess, was he? No, he was only there for, I want to say, like, it was like a decade. It okay, was- so, but he he took over a good program, too. I mean, Duke had, had, you're right, Duke wasn't, like, where they're at now, but they were pretty good in the 60s and 70s. They were, they, yeah, they were they were okay. They, they were fine, but they, I think they they played a national title game once before K took over, and remember his big thing. Yeah, well, it was a 66, he lost to UK, yeah. His big thing was... They could just never get over the hump. I mean, they they lost to us in the national title game. Oh yeah, they lost a couple times in the national. They would get knocked out in the final four, and it was like, when is this guy actually going to do it? You know, they got curb stomped in ninety. Um, they got, you know, they, they, well, they went to what four? He went to what five straight final fours? I eighty eight through ninety two. Eighty well, no, because eighty seven they lost in the semifinal. Uh. And the in the, in the uh, so yeah he they missed it in eighty eight and eighty seven excuse me in terms of final four they were there in eighty eight but know they that. went yeah because they lost yeah I remember that they went to one two three four five five six, straight yeah five straight and, yeah. and six out of seven which is nuts that, that I mean that's wild and there were still people before that ninety one championship who were like I don't know yeah. about this guy I, I don't know and so that's the standard that John Shire is trying Jim to Cal- uphold had now the same same rep about getting over the lead eight I wrote about this. Uh, before the 2019 tournament, I wrote a big thing just saying, like in college basketball, because the tournament is so important to this sport, you have these these narratives that are so absolute. Like this guy can't do it. This program can't do it. And the moment they do, it shifts completely. Like you become one of the best in the sport. Like it, when if Gonzaga ever wins a national title, the whole oh, like, yeah. like it just it will change completely. Virginia, which had been the first one seed to ever lose to a 16 and was known primarily for flaming. They have this miracle run, these, these crazy ass finishes in 2019 and they win a national title. And suddenly like nobody criticizes Tony Bennett anymore. Like that's the way that it works. Bill self could never win the big one for a while. Rick Rick Pitino was criticized that way. Roy Williams had that rep at Kansas because they lost to, well, they lost to, to, 
they gave Coach K's only his first national title in ninety in ninety two. And they had the great team with Jacques Vaughn that got upset in Yeah, the I mean they, they would lose constantly and they lost to Stanford one year. They yep. got upset in the second round. They'd lose um, with Tim Young in that, that group, I remember still. But and that's the way it works in college basketball. And yeah, until you get over that, every one of them has it, that rep. A great coach has that rep until they they don't. But Shire now sounds weird to say, but it's, but it's true. I, I understand what you're saying. Shire now is off to kind of a Hubert Davis start from last year, where it's like we'll wait and see. The issue is whether or not they can catch fire. I did love, by the way, over the weekend. I was watching uh, whoever the it wasn't the Duke game. It was whoever Carolina was playing. And they had the stat up there on the bottom line that said, North Carolina and Duke, both unranked at the same time for the first time since 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this really notable? <laughs> Two years. Isn't that kind of like if you, open, if you open a business, don't like if you open your business like 2022, don't put like like established since 2022. I mean, like, like don't you should you should have to be like at least 10 years in the making before you can use a stat like that. Right? I agreed. I was watching. Some you got to have some bumper room. I just happened to have the local news on the other night after, I think it was after one of the UofL games, and I flipped over there because I'd just finished like the post-game write-up, and they were covering the LIT, where Ballard beat Mayo, and it was like... I saw it, yeah. It's Ballard's first LIT title since 2020, and I was like, well, that's <laughs> not really that long. It's not that much of a drought. Did they have one in 2020? I think they, they did, because it's, you know, it's January, so oh, that's the right. world didn't right. shut down until right. March. You're right, you're right, you're right. Um, but I thought that was... Yeah, every time I see stats like that, I think it's kind of funny. But Shire, I'm, I'm pushing the panic button a little bit on my guy. Not my guy. Like I, don't, you should, I don't like him. Yeah, but. instead of saying since 2020, you should word it as like they won their second LIT in three years. Exactly, or four years. Four or whatever, yeah, the same difference. Yeah, That's how you got – if it's anything under like five or six years, even maybe ten, you just got to find a way, different way to word it. it yeah, it was just you, – you can't use that as like the it's, – it's been this long, lengthy drought. Uh, speaking of coaches having a hard time, the Athletic, they had have their roundtable discussions with uh, Amon Brennan and Seth Davis and those guys, and today it was all about – Who's the next coach to be fired? Who's the next coach to retire? And I was curious if anybody would go out there on a limb and make a Kenny Payne prediction. They did not. <laughs> well, you never know. I mean, somebody, it's a nice clickbait thing to be yeah, like, I think is. Kenny Payne's not is, surviving. Yeah. But the the obvious choices were the obvious choices. Patrick Ewing is, like, it's a matter of time now. He's he's gone. He's like, the only notable thing he's done is break DePaul's record for most consecutive Big East losses. I'm like, yeah, that's something. That's, he's going out on top of something, at least. I mean, I'm assuming Beheim's on the retirement list. Beheim's on the retirement course, list. A lot of people yeah. are curious about what Syracuse is going to do um, when he leaves, which I do think is a fascinating situation. You've got this, this program that really, you know, has existed under one coach for the bulk of almost everybody who's alive's existence at this point. Uh, he's longer than I've been alive. I was born in 80. He think he got there in, what, 76, I think, 75? It's been a long, long, long time. And yeah. I think you find out it's not that easy to recruit to Syracuse, New York. And it's not an athletic program that has a lot of built-in advantages outside of their conference affiliation. Like, the facilities aren't great up there. The the area's not great. It's I think it's going to be tough for whoever. And it's not a – they have a big fan base. Don't get me wrong but you're still going to be dominated by pro sports up there. It's not a great job, I think, if you're looking, if you're comparing it to, like, UofL, UNC, Duke, you know, all, all those programs. I'm curious to see what happens after they lose Jim Beheim. But they also, they named, um, a name that you actually brought up that I thought was, was going to, that I hadn't really thought of was Kermit Davis at Ole Miss, who's really struggling right now and who did not get a, a, a contract extension after last season, a rollover extension, which is basically a vote of no confidence. I think you were right on there. I think he's in, in big-time trouble. Mark Fox at Cal is probably going to go. 
And it was it was the the normal the standard the names Leonard Hamilton was the other name that got brought up people talking about how yeah, he's finally starting to to look and coach his age a little bit Leonard and, Hamilton will leave when he retires he's not getting fired I don't know man I don't I, I'd be surprised I'd be surprised I mean I could be but yeah they I mean they're just they're not good defensively anymore they haven't basically since that COVID tournament got taken away they've just been not very good well they got hit with a lot of one and duns I think they didn't expect as well. Jonathan Isaac, I don't think they expected to leave right away. Well, that was before that. That's true. He's been a couple years, yeah. But I mean, I just, I, think, I don't think he's not used to recruiting guys. He's when he when Hamilton recruits kids, he's used to having them for there for two, three years. I think, and maybe it's come to affect him. By the way, Bayheim was one of the original coaches of the Big East when it was formed. Was he really? The Big East was formed in 1980. He's the uh, shocking, the only of the original seven teams, the only school to still have its coach the entire tenure. Well, yeah, it's. I mean, the love of God, he coached against Bill by Patrick Ewing as a player. <laughs> That's kind of unreal. <laughs> now Ewing's head coach, those kids played. Ewing Jr. played. Didn't he play at IU, I think? Yeah, you're right. He did. Yeah. Wasn't the great, but yeah. No, he was fine. He's a little smaller than dad, too. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I tell you what, let's take a break now. When we come back. We're talking this is a little bit. Insane thing. I'm it, sorry. I just, it's you're fine. It, it is. It is. 502-414-1450. <laughs> we'll take some uh, some some text for you guys, and then we'll get out of here. We'll we'll uh, look at tonight's games as well on the college basketball slate. Try to get excited about them. Try to to turn the page to BC tomorrow. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. My headphones weren't working. I didn't know the music was playing. So are these all actions? No. I just tell me. What's, what's the theme? Each hour has two completely different songs but share the same title. Oh. Van Halen Jump. Crisscross Jump. Damn. You had nothing different but completely different between Flo Rider's Good Feeling and Violent Flem's Good Feeling. And then Photograph. By Def Leppard and then Nickelback. Wow. That was well done. I like that theme. I like it. There, and job. I had some other ones I could have come up with, but yeah. I like that. All right, last segment of the show. Uh, we'll go back to the text line for Be you guys. creative with you sometimes. I like it. I, I enjoy it. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Hit us up if you want to get your thoughts in on whatever we've been talking about today. Oscars, college basketball, uh, miscast actors in bad roles, the Academy Award giving the the – Best Actor Award to Impressionist as opposed to just acting. I mean, uh, when you say Impressionist, are you just saying like playing a real person, though? Kind of, yeah. I mean, the voice <laughs> down, the mannerisms down. It's impressive, don't get me wrong, but you, you just you shouldn't just default to whoever that does the best impression for that year. That's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, isn't that the point of acting, though? 
Yeah, but like to nail the impression. And nail but if you do a great job of like playing somebody that's a made up character, I think you deserve just as much of a chance to win an award as you do like just Agreed. playing somebody that everybody knows. Agreed. That's my whole point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, five one two four one four fourteen fifty. Texter says, podcast listener, so this is possibly way off topic for the day. That's fine. But Trevor has said countless lies that he just presents as truth. Like what? He also says countless things that are one degree away from getting him kicked off radio. But the craziest lie that he has ever presented as truth is that the Eagles are the best defense left in the playoffs. The Niners Niners are literally the best defense in almost every measurable category, and the Eagles are mid-pack at best. You need a buzzer every time. He should be fact-checked. Also, quote, yes, they are. You are wrong is not a real response. Say what? Okay, I, I almost had to read this this text. Like where you were at? <laughs> okay, uh, so it's countless lies. That's that's a lie right there. So you've got one more than me there, buddy. Uh, he presents truth because it is the truth. Uh, I am one degree away from getting kicked off radio. That's that's a given. That <laughs> that part he had right. Uh, and yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, unless you're a Niners homer, that's fine. You can argue the Niners' defense is better. I don't agree with you, but the, you can't tell me the Eagles' defense isn't in, in, in the debate of the best defense in the NFL when it is in the top of almost every category and has been one of the best defenses all year. We looked it up. They were they were good at everything besides rush defense was down there. Which and that that actually came in a little stretch where we had a lot of injuries. Cox was out. There you go. Uh, Jordan Davis got injured. And that's why they signed uh, Sue and. Um, Dominic Sue, they signed the other guy, the, the veteran from Minnesota, like in like the same week, because they got shredded on the ground like back to back weeks, and that probably didn't help. You mentioned, you mentioned Cox, C O X Fletcher. Can we talk about the guy who texted in yesterday with the conspiracy theory? Oh, yeah, yeah, that about guy, the license plates. That guy clearly was just so, trying to get us to say stuff. If you weren't listening last night, there's a guy who texted in a lot. He's like, all the 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 new black U of L license plates that are out there with the red cardinal bird head and the black trim. They, he's like, I think that when you have a generic license plate, there's a UK fan is in charge of this. It's a conspiracy. They're putting COX and then the numbers after it just to make us look silly. And I started paying attention last night. Trevor did too. And I saw, I think, three different uh, black U of L license plates. None of them were, were COX. No, so, not a one. I don't know if this is just. I saw at least five or six. I don't know if it's in this guy's head or if I'm going to start seeing them, them soon. But so far, I'm not, I'm not buying the theory. Now, I did send you the picture of the one that was in front of me where. It doesn't say COX on it, but there's a Gamecock sticker next to their, their license plate. Does that count? kind of works. <laughs> they also had another sticker, like another college on the other side. I couldn't tell which one it was. It was George Mason or something. Sean Moth texted in. What up, Sean? He says, any chance Rick Pitino goes back to where it all started at Syracuse? He said, also, TK called the Revenant the relevant, and I almost drove into a ditch. <laughs> did I really? You did. I didn't, I didn't say anything, but that, that happened. I didn't even notice. As far as Patino at Syracuse. The, is, it, is it relevant or rev, what, what is it? The Revenant. Revenant. It's, it's, I always consider it relevant. Well, as far as Patino going back to I mean, it's certainly possible. I, the job would have to open up. I don't think it's going to. I think Bayham's going to, to stick around for at least a couple more seasons. I still think it's Georgetown or St. John's, although the big rumor out there right now is that Georgetown is 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 eyeing the recently resigned Mike Bray for that job? So okay, we'll see how that plays out. But I, I mean, I, Mike Bray's retiring though. Why would he? I mean, he's he's, not, he's he's stepping away from the program. He's not necessarily retiring. Ah, yeah. I didn't catch that wording there. He's leaving Notre Dame. Tricky. Dark. He's still. I mean, I, I want to say Bray is like 65, 67, still somewhere on there. To coach. I think he's got a few more. I mean, he's got yeah. 10, 10 good years. He's sixty three years old. So. I mean, we how many times? There's been multiple coaches that have gone into their eighties. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to hire Patino, you, Bray is. Yeah, 
a few years younger. So he's got, I mean, he's probably got at least, you know, 15 good years left in him. Uh, I would not be shocked at all if he lands the Georgetown job. I think it'd be a good fit for him. I think Patino would be better, but yeah, I think it would, I mean, it's everything's an upgrade. Sure. Texas says, I'm living in Texas, so the stream from TuneIn picked it up. Uh, it cuts to those random commercials every 30 minutes, so I'll restart the stream when you all are on break so that it syncs up with your breaks every 30 minutes. See, there you go. Okay. You got to work for the show sometimes, people. You got to work with us, people. If you love the show that much, you got <laughs> to work a little bit for Meet it. Meet us halfway. Come on. Texture says, today, Junior. I'm assuming that's when you were trying to pronounce a core for. Oh, which, which time? Which, yeah. <laughs> Another one of the themes of today's show. It's a great, great line still, though. Texture says, what is Trevor wearing tomorrow night on TV? Oh, that's right. You've got. <sighs> I, you know, I have. I seriously was debating this. I've never in my life, like, got, be at a point where I'm like, what do I wear? What do I wear? You're going to be on camera. Normally, I don't give a bleep, right? You but know, this, just, is, this is your TV Big TV moment. Well, it's not just, I mean, I'm, I may not even get on camera for all I know. I oh, mean, you'll I, be I on should camera. be because of where my seat is. But, um, like, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, being the fact it's in Rep Arena, I was thinking about wearing, like, my Louisville t shirt with the giant Louisville logo on it, maybe. I like that idea. Maybe just to, just to, to troll Kentucky fans a little bit. Um, or I just go with, um, you know, something maybe rest, a wrestling. I don't know. I feel like going a wrestling shirt just seems generic, right? It's like wearing the, it's like wearing the, the band shirt of the band you're going to see, right? You don't do that. Kind of, yeah. That's a no-no, by the way. But, I mean, you've got, like, individual wrestlers. It, it, it's a little bit different. Like, you're not just going to see – if you were wearing, like, a like an AEW shirt, maybe. But if you're wearing, like, a specific have, yeah. res- if you're wearing, like, a specific wrestler's gear, I think that's okay. I mean, if I had time, I'd want to get one of the, the, the tribute shirts they've got for Jay Briscoe, but I wouldn't get it in time. Yeah. It's uh, it's just a picture of him that says, Reach for the Sky, which is one of their, their slogans. It is kind of annoying me, though, that they can't even still, like – the the people at WB who like I guess is running with Tur- uh, Warner Brothers that helps someone there apparently has some like giant stick up their rear end and they still have like are denying them from even like talking with Mark Briscoe his brother who did survive like having him on TV they still said no really that's that's it's yeah it's like come on I I kind of want to get a, like a shirt that says the WB can suck it or something maybe <laughs> just just, just to set a political statement. <laughs> Texas Mike is talking about Claude Monet, the 19th century impressionist painter. Great impressionist joke right there. That was, that was well done. That, did you did you make that reference? I was talking about – I said impressionist when I was talking about people who do impressions as oh, actors. Oh, okay. Right. And I kind of – right when I said that, I was like, I wonder if anybody's going to latch on to that. No, I didn't. I missed it. Impression. Talking. I think Monet's Water Lilies is, is touring. I think it's coming to the, the Speed Museum this spring. It should be cool. Monet. He's an impressionist. So is Manet. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says the only good M. Night Shyamalan movie was Dancing in the Sheets. I don't even think I've heard of that one. Is that an early one? I, I, thought, I thought most people liked the, what was the one they just redid a sequel to recently? With, um, what, wasn't that M. Night Shyamalan with, uh, with Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson? Break, break or something? Broken? I don't know. I remember Unbreakable was a movie with, with Bruce Willis. I think, wasn't that M. Night? I don't know. I'm perfectly honest with you. I think I could, yeah. I, Unbreakable, never, yes, it was. A, it was an M Night Shyamalan. Movie. Okay, yeah, I think that was his. That's the one I, I hear a lot of people like say it was really good. I never saw and it. And they redid. It. They just really did like a long time sequel to it just recently, I believe. Yeah. Texas says Jordan's kids are not twins. Oh, they're not. Well, there goes that. He's got twins though. I, I guess the, it's the girls that he has are, are twins. Oh, okay. But Jeffrey was it Jeffrey and the the ones that played at UCF? I guess are not twins. I thought they were. Yeah. 
Texas, oh, they were too, so. Texas Mike, the longer these days of dread continue, you are sounding more and more like Bob Euchre in the first 30 minutes of Major League. One hit, one <laughs> bleeping damn hit. You can't say that on the radio. Ah, no one's listening anyway. It's and honestly, so it's how I feel. The, the longer that this happens, it's it's how it's legitimately how I feel. That it, might be one of my favorite characters in all movies. Oh, he's great. So, I mean, even in the he's so good, he makes the sequel worth watching. People, I see also now people keep doing the Bull Durham reference when he's giving the speech and he's like what's our record and we're like two and 17 how the did we win two <laughs> it's a mystery it's a miracle <laughs> you're lollygagging <laughs> it's another great movie <laughs> uh texas says oh this is the angry guy quit lumping yourselves in with iu and uk you all are literally the worst team ever shut up well we're all bad <laughs> i mean well we aren't as bad as iu no no me. we're all no we're all bad we're <laughs> all all of us are bad it's a down year for the area that's all it is they they did this a few years ago when they were so terrible so now we can do it too when, all, when one of us is bad we're all bad we're right? all bad yeah it's, it's a team effort it's the ohio also, valley together let's be real it's a down year for college basketball who cares it's, it's just a down year for the sport down year for the area when we're back the sport will be back it's gonna be fine it's, i mean purdue's number one for god's sakes <laughs> Texas, I was there at the Russ Smith jersey retirement. Uh, it's an old text. Texas, this is what I do with my kids when I'm trying to learn words. Oh, they just sent in a picture of a oak plus a apple core plus zero plus four. A core of four. Okay, that's, I like that. Oak you, core four. You got it the last time we did it. Oak core four. Did I get it right? A core of four. A co- oak core four. Oak of four. That's crap. Yeah, you're okay. I thought the texture had it. That, that's a good the idea. The visual didn't though. work for him. Yeah, and he's maybe maybe different visual, but I like the idea. Texas, hey, serious question. Any chance you all might have one of their players call in? Else seems to do good in interviews. I'd love to know their state of mind right now. Well, we'd have to clear that with U of L, and that's yeah. I don't see that happening. Probably not going to happen. What's the saying? Uh, Wishing one hand and bleep the other, which fills up first. <laughs> Texas, Trevor said violent phlegm instead of violent fence. I not do that all the time. It is violent phlegms. <laughs> You'd think I would because I do. I'm actually a big I'm a fan of the band. But I just, yeah, I do say that all the time. I mess that up. Texas Mike, there are legendary stories of Mike Bray partying in Louisville. The only way he coaches 15 more years is if he doesn't want to party at home. Ha ha. Yeah. Bray a partier? Oh, yeah. He's a huge partier. I told those stories when we were talking about the the day that he was resigning. I told a few of those. It was the man likes to, to get down. DC may be a little trouble for him, but that's okay. There's only so much trouble you can get in South Bend. Texas says, what was the worst movie of 2022? For me, it's a tie between Hustle with Adam Sandler and Me Time with Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg. Well, I, Mark that, Wahlberg's basically a Louisvillian now, so watch watch your mouth. Yeah, and I'm, anything Kevin Hart in usually does suck. Um, so I would I haven't seen I don't I can't remember, I don't think I've seen anything released in 2022. I'm like a I'm like Western Europe. I'm like Eastern Europe. I'm like two years behind when they come out. We're bad people to, to talk to about this because yeah, like yeah, I will watch I will movies. watch a lot of the movies, but I just don't watch them as they come out. Like I'm a year behind because mainly I'm waiting for them to be on demand or Netflix or something. You know. Same texture says, "Do you think Coach K told John Shire to start wearing a suit uh, instead of dressing like a middle school gym teacher?" <laughs> Was he dressed? I've never noticed. He does. He he looks. Shire also. He's younger than me, but usually when. Like, I'm at the age now where you're starting to see some head coaches that are like 
36, 37, I'm 38, and they still like look older to me. Shire's the one guy where I'm like, no, I, I feel like I'm like 15 years older than that guy. Like, <laughs> he, he still seems very, very young. I think it's just because we also remember watching him play college basketball. We do. I mean, that's probably one reason. My, my buddy dated his sister when he was playing for Duke and like got to go to games with him, like sat behind bench. And like, Does, didn't he graduate? It's like 2010 or 11 or 12 or something? 10 or 11. He was on the, yeah. the national the title, title team. team. Yeah, yeah. I thought. I don't know if that was his last year or his second to last year. I think he graduated in 2011. So he's like a full. Year, right? yeah, like, he's like a full cycle younger than I am, four full years. So, but it just he still looks very young, and he looks kind of like he doesn't know what's going on. I, hope I he, agree. I hope for their sake that he he does. Not Texas, says, what's been up with Boise guy? Yeah, Boise guy kind of checked out. Ah, uh, he got, yeah, he got, he got, he realized he had no room to stand on. He saw Brom come in, he's like, I'm screwed. Hey, they got Brom now. I can't. What am I going to do? I can't compete with them with nothing we have. We lost our Brom years ago to Washington. What am I going to do? You'd think, I mean, Boise's almost as, they may be better at basketball now than they are at football. You'd think he'd be chiming in more, but he's, he's not making that happen. He's not making plays. Maybe they said, maybe there's like a potato famine or something going on. They had a potato issue. <laughs> they, had to get, they had to get on it. <laughs> Paul Petrino's just wreaking havoc out there. I love when he banned the media. It's like there's one dude that covers the team and he banned him, but he referred to it as the media. <laughs> it's like. I oppressed the legendary. <laughs> Do you remember that? Of course. Yeah, it's so crazy. The media's banned. are like, it's like one dude sitting in a room with them. He's like, you mean me? <laughs> the insanely unfair Idaho Vandals press. Notoriously critical. I just, I love to see that when he's like, the media's banned. It's just it's one. Talk, you talking to me, dude? <laughs> it's like one pic, one guy's picture at the practice facility with a big X through it. Yeah, it's that's, like... that's the ban. Do not allow on the premises. <laughs> makes me laugh. Texas, can you start scheduling Dan McDonald interviews after basketball games? I'm worried about Mike's health. We need good news to offset the basketball season. We can't get Dan uh, th- on. There's never a bad time to have Dan McDonald. He's a great talk. He's, He's a, a great interview. interview. Yeah, he is. He's an easy interview, which is he the is. best guy. You can ask him four questions. He'll talk for half an hour. That's I love those, yeah. He yeah was was always a great guy to have on. We need to. They tried to get him on last year at one time, and and I ended up having to fall through. I need to reach back out to to Adam and those guys over there and make that happen. There was a fun. Uh, uh, I don't. I think I saw it on YouTube somewhere. It was an old Arsenio Hall interview. I can't. I I want to say it was a, a, who he was. I can't remember who he's interviewing, and the guy just kept giving him one word answers just to screw with him. And like he does it the whole interview segment. And he's like, he'll ask him a question, like, sure. Yeah, I mean, and anybody who's done interviews you as well. It's a bad right? feeling. It's so horrible because you're like, okay, well, and then you move on. It's, it's especially, it sucks <laughs> when you don't know the person. Like, Arsenio was not the greatest interviewer either, so I mean. When we would get, when we would have Rick Pitino on, like all the time back in the day, you, you kind of figured out, like the first couple of questions, he was always extremely short. So if you had something that you really wanted him to expand on, you had to save it for like later in the interview, and you had to be prepared because you knew the first question he was going to be. You know, if you were asking, like, you know, cards get a big win over Duke, like they had to have felt good, you know, just something like, you know, just very easy softball that you were hoping he would talk about. He'd be like, yeah, I thought we played well. You know, we've been moving on, and, and, and now we're getting ready for North Carolina. And that was it. And so you have to move very quickly. You have to be prepared for it. But if you don't know it's going to happen, then it's just if you're not prepared, you are scrambling big time. <laughs> Uh, Texas says, I've been in Europe the past 10 days and haven't listened to the show until today. Hello from London. Have we won any more basketball games yet? No. No. I'm sorry. Stay in Europe. Don't worry. Don't bother coming back, buddy. The good news is we have not lost a basketball game in almost a week. I want to do 10 days in London. 
If I went to Europe, would I even would I even waste? Well, he's been in Europe for ten days, not not London. Well, that's true. He just he's saying, in London right now. Right. If you if I went to Europe for ten days, I wonder how much of like the actual tour stuff I would do. I can't answer that for you. Because didn't like when you well you didn't go to like you went to Ireland, right? Went to Ireland. We've been to Italy. In Italy, but like, and so I, I can't really speak a lot for Ireland, even though I know like there's probably castles and stuff. But like Italy, I think like the like, did you go like to the 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 Leaning Tower of Pisa and all that type of stuff? Did not go Rome to, and and just we went to Rome, we went to Florence, we did the touristy stuff there. The I, stereotype tour stuff. This is what I'm looking. I at. like the way that we did it. We did like, the touristy stuff in Rome for I think three days, then then three days in Florence. And then we ended it by going to like more of like a vacation spot like Cinque Terre where they have like beaches and warm weather and uh, it's like hiking and beautiful like not much not so much touristy stuff just kind of like more of a traditional vacation save that for last because when you do the the touristy stuff it's awesome but it does feel like an obligation like you know you you're on your feet the entire day you're trying to see as much as you can it's, it's like kind of doing a Disney World right a that little bit kind of thing yeah. and we also did it like it was the hottest week in July that they'd ever had in Rome when we were there too it's like <laughs> if you walked outside you had to be expect like you you were out like you weren't coming back in and going back out unless you wanted to take a shower it was ungodly hot but I, I liked having that mix in both ways. In Irish Ireland, there was a lot of touristy stuff too, but we definitely did some more. The also, Loch Ness just like, monster. No, that's not that's not in Ireland. It's not in Ireland. It's in Scotland. Oh, Scotland, my bad. In Ireland, there there are castles. There are also like these big cliffs, cliffs of Moher, cliffs of uh, uh, another. I can't remember the other ones that we saw, which are cool. Um, Gap of Dunley like, was was very cool. Just a bunch of you know not well known stuff, but it was a lot of castles and a lot. That's of, what I think. Yeah. Obviously, castles. I, don't know, I just like, like part of me thinks if I'm going to Europe. I would. It, it depends obviously where you go, uh, but no matter where you go, there's going to have stereotypical tourist things there that are known, regardless of what country or, or region you go to. But like I, I don't. Know, part of me like thinks if I did go, I would go to like you know the Louvre and the you know if you're in Paris or whatever. The Louvre. Isn't that what's called the Louvre? The the the, the museum. The Louvre. The Louvre. The Louvre. I probably hit the Louvre too though. I'm from the Louvre and I'm proud. Nelly, <laughs> yeah. big art guy. Louvre is also another name for a bathroom, bath toilet. <laughs> it's like I'm actually from the Louvre. <laughs> so I mean, I feel, like, but I, I don't know. Part of me just also feels like if I go, I can. Just, I already know I'm going to spend like. Twelve hours a day, I'll be like a hash bar, and the other twelve, I'll be in a bordello. Oh yeah, well, okay. That's <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Texas late to the show. Has anyone mentioned that Orange Cassidy will be at KS Bar tonight? Yes, you're going to get an autograph, Mike. Orange Cassidy will be. That's at, not, is it tonight or tomorrow? It's tonight. He's doing okay. it tonight. Orange Cassidy will also be at Bar Chronicle tomorrow. Bar Chronicle, uh, where everything's three cents cheaper. So stop by there, <laughs> right next to KS Bar. Because we're just cheaper. Texas says, what's the TK win over the 49ers guarantee? Shave his head. He's not guaranteed. No, no guarantee for this week. I, I'm guaranteed the Giants, and you see why. I'm I'm confident we can win this game, but not guaranteed level confident. Texas Sorry. says, Trevor would go to Europe and spend the whole vacation in his hotel room ordering DoorDash. <laughs> unless it's Amsterdam. <laughs> or, or just the Netherlands in general. That's that's kind of like the only place I'd want to go is maybe the Netherlands. But even now, like the Netherlands like nowadays – is like what Vegas was back when I was growing up. Like you, like you look at that place as like this magical place where you can go and you can you can gamble and you can drink and you can get this and that. But now you can do that literally almost anywhere in America. Like it's kind of lost its yeah. appeal, right? I mean, like you go to Netherlands because you know you, you get you know the 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 drugs in the company. Like I can, I can go to, to Illinois and do that now. <laughs> <laughs> Illinois, the Netherlands of the West. <laughs> Netherlands of the Midwest. 
what and people you, are saying that you put globally. That on the side. Welcome to Illinois, the Netherlands of the Midwest. We're basically the Netherlands. <laughs> and Amsterdam is very trendy. Most places I've people I know that've been to Europe. If you're going to Amsterdam for what you want to go to Amsterdam for, you're probably better off going like Rottenham and other places. Amsterdam supposedly not as good as it its reputation gives. Okay. Texas, I don't know if it's a core four guy is going to be great or not. A core four guy. But no one was recruiting Russ Smith either. That's uh, well. He at least had some D one offers. Like we knew about Russ, he was just a lowly rated player. And remember, we only took Russ because Patino thought so highly of his high school coach, who really sold him on it. So sometimes that's how the best. Exactly, there was a connection there, and it worked out. It took some time, but he finally got there. And here's hoping the same thing for for a core for. I always remember one of the great story. Remember, do you remember Matt Harping from Georgia Tech? Yeah, of course. He made the team only because he played with Bobby Crimmins' kid in high school. There you go. So, he was, so they gave like well, they brought him on as a walk on. The guy ended up being a four year starter and an NBA player. Texas, if you're going to put Bar Chronicle somewhere, where would you put it? It's right next to KS Bar. It's right there. You <laughs> weren't right next to it. Slightly bigger, slightly cheaper. <laughs> Texas, no TK would still DoorDash or go puff his drugs to his hotel in Amsterdam. Is go puff a thing? Is, is it? I guess they have they have like weed delivery now in legalized states. I mean, they do. I know that they they do have they do have legalized delivery in legalized states. Yeah. There you go. Texas Trevor can barely walk across the parking lot. He's not about to come anywhere close to a traditional European vacation. I'm sorry, Trev. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. I'm. I probably agree with you. I mean, like, would it would it be bad if I was on a rascal? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see many rascals when you were in Europe? <laughs> I didn't. I saw a lot of those like little segue things. Oh, the segue is that like the modern day rascal though? The, those were annoying. Those, those were like, very touristy. They were everywhere in, in Italy for sure. Um, <laughs> Do you say make rascals? Can you rascal your way into the Coliseum? Yeah. Can you imagine? Kind of get up a hill. <laughs> Give me a time. Ireland's a little hilly. Got to, got to, physics. I don't go up as quick as everybody else. This is where the modern gladiators live. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, tonight in college basketball, uh, the first uh, game of a doubleheader on ESPNU. Miami on the road taking on Florida State. Florida State, say what you will about their record. They've been good at home recently. They, they're still 5-4 and four in the ACC. They have the same conference record as Duke does. Duke does yeah. <laughs> Miami trying to bounce back from that loss to Duke on the road. They are a three-point road favorite tonight. Who gets it done, TK? Um... I already missed the, what you said the team. Miami at Florida State. Oh, Miami. Rivalry. I'm going Miami already. I already you don't even have to do yeah. Leonard Hamilton, a little revenge on Leonard Hamilton, former Miami coach. I think it, it could be... I'm, I'm going to say... How about this? Three-point spread. I'm going to say the Canes win, but Florida State covers. I'm going to say Miami wins by less than three. I think okay. it's going to be a close game. Uh, the second game, the big game of the night, is another ESPNU game, 9 o'clock. Number five, Kansas State, which is shocking yep. how bad they were last year. Now a top-five team on the road, taking on Iowa State, looking for a second helping of Hilton Magic after knocking off Texas last week. ISU is a five-and-a-half-point home favorite. TK, who you got? The- <sighs> You can't judge him by the last performances because they were against rival. Well, one was a rival, and the other was I would say Texas isn't a rival, but there was so much tension between the two with the players and history with Hunter and stuff. So, um, that said, I'm going to go Iowa State to win, but not cover. I think Iowa State wins and covers. I they, like Iowa State. They are undefeated in home conference games, and they've won all of them by 15 points or more, or 11 points or more. Uh, they have been rolling at home this season. It's a, one of the best home court advantages in college basketball. I think K State's really good. I think Iowa State gets it done tonight. All right, enjoy the hoops tonight if that's your thing. If not, you know, we're talking hobbies. You can always tune in here around 7.15, listen to a little Sanex basketball. Sanex Eastern tonight on our airways. What else do we have going on? Uh, we got the Cardinal Insider coming up next. Always got to check with you. I don't know what – yeah, I got it. Hey, this is what happens when we get to come to the studio. There you go. I get things done so much – 
I mean, I get I get that done in five minutes, but it takes me 30 minutes to do it. Uh, That's why you love it over here. I do love it over Game here. Game days return tomorrow. We'll be getting ready for Louisville versus Boston College. Enjoy your Tuesday night. We'll see you guys tomorrow back here at 3.